Welcome to RCS. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. And we are in my living room. I like your living room. <laughs> I like my living room, too. It's quiet here. Room. Yeah, it's quiet. It's, it's actually been pretty nice and quiet. Um, they're up to something. I don't know. They're, they're, they're putting in a new water system, and they want to come in here, and they're talking about running our toilets off of recycled water. So I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but... You know, it's but you have to understand. I'm in one of those buildings that got like a it's got a special permit and special financing because it's you know free. Oh, yeah, flow. super eco. Yeah, eco friendly place. That being said, I can't, I moved in here and took all those filters out of everything, so I have great water pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to share that. Yeah. I, oh God, it helps <laughs> immense. Those those reducers, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we're brought to you by Avance uh, Carter Automotive Group. Uh, Haggerty, let's drive together. Garage and social and insurance. <laughs> Grios Garage, RCS 10 for that 10% off. Salvo Design and York Real Estate. Yeah. And I actually want to talk about one of our sponsors, Carter uh, Motors, because um, I, yeah. <laughs> I've i hit it at this. Uh, nobody really caught on to it because I don't think I was talking about it much, but I decided um, with the market as good as it is and so much value in my cross-check that it was time to, I upgraded. I absolutely upgraded. So I have been in talks with Carter for about a couple of months now for a 2022 Subaru Outback Wilderness, which I am so in love with. Um, if you don't know what that is, basically... You know, there's so many modified Subaru Outbacks and Crosstracks out there, and Subaru and Foresters, and Subaru's kind of listened, and so basically they took the Outback, it comes with more rugged, it's, the transmission's different, the, the suspension is different, it's got the 2.4 turbocharged engine, which I'm going to get in a lot of trouble driving that car. That car is so much so fast. comfortably. It really goes, though. Like, <laughs> like, it's 270 horsepower, and I, I'm just not used to that. But, you know, I, I really, really, really want to thank Wade Carter for obviously having a wonderful dealership. And I want a huge, a huge uh, shout-out to Craig Sanderson. He showed me my Crosstrek. Right. But, um, finding these are not that easy. I just happened to get in and talk to them when I wanted to. And I told him I wanted a white or a black one, and a black one showed up first. And as a car person, you know, you love your car. But, I mean, I've, I've literally been sitting in my garage just sitting in it and not playing. <laughs> with it just sitting there enjoying it so many features eyesight which i've never had before the damn thing drives itself like i left carter subaru on friday and drove home and like i didn't touch the brakes or gas until i got to bellevue you just hold your hand on the wheel and let it go that's all you don't even have to do that i mean you're supposed to <laughs> it will center the lane it it, it, it falls it, it, it follows people it, it's wonderful i love it it's so much fun so obviously you'll be seeing it at more events and uh you know I said I wasn't going to modify it. We all know that wasn't true. It's already been, it's been to HK, H, HIK kit pros for some things and it's going to be, uh, I don't, I'm, there's, I, I'm not going to have to do a lot to it. No. Um, that's already what, 10 inches of ground clearance? It's almost 10 inches of ground <laughs> clearance. I, I talked to my good friends at Anderson Design and Fab in uh, Oregon who did a bunch of my suspension on my old stuff, which by the way, if you're a Crosstrek owner, I have a bunch of my suspension parts that I'm getting rid of for a really good price. Yeah, there's a lot of them listening, so. Um, but at the end of the day, Anderson, I've talked to those guys. There's some stuff I could, I could do some, uh, some stuff to this too, to make it a little taller, uh, I'm looking into skid plates and things like that. But I mean, the inside, it's so comfortable. It is so comfortable. Say, I don't know if you'd want to raise it, honestly, because it's just, cause it's already pretty high. You, well, you really need skid plates and, and yeah, I mean, Subaru makes some skid plates. I'm looking at the skid plates. The problem is you can't get the Subaru skid plates. I'm doing the, the minor things like it's yeah. going, it's, I mean, after last week's episode, they stay new. It's going into Zadart tomorrow to get fully tinted. The one thing I'm going to have to wait like three months on is that my favorite things are the window visors, the window, the things. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love those. They're, I think I always thought they were the stupidest things. And then yeah, I bought off-roaders, them. If you're outside a lot here and it's raining all the <laughs> yeah. time, they're really nice to have. They're wonderful. Window vent uh, covers. So I'm working, waiting on that. 
auto uh, vent shade. That's I there. sold I sold my my off road or my off grid Yakima basket, <laughs> and now I'm like, hmm, do I want that back? Do I want another one of those? <laughs> like, so I don't know. I don't think I'm going to put anything on the roof right now. It is built. That's another thing. It's built for the point where it's supposed to. Uh, the the new roof racks have been redesigned for 700 pounds of static weight. So basically, oh, it's nice. built to have a tent and be able to sleep up there and stuff. Which I don't know if I want to have a tent because right now I want a, a situation where I can pull into a garage and pull the tent off. I do eventually want to have a rooftop tent, but um, I've looked at the roof boxes. I've, I mean, I've looked at everything. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on my computer just looking. Well, not spent, but, you know, and things. So, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I opted for the black silica, black on black. It's got the really cool Subaru interior, the new Subaru StarTech. A StarTech interior, which is basically like recycled leather, but it's waterproof. This damn thing. There's just so many cool features that this car has that I just... And you have to understand, the, the Crosstrack was a base. I wanted a base because I wasn't going to do anything to it. <laughs> and now you have like a big touch screen. And you, oh, I have, you, a 12 inch, I have a 12-inch touch screen. I mean, Apple Ma- Apple CarPlay has never been bigger and nicer. Um, and it, like I said, it, the, the, it's so much fun. And the funny thing is, I bought it on on uh friday and i i instantly called carl and he's like oh well let's uh why don't you come out we'll have a beer on saturday and so he go so i get up there and he's like well you know we really should you know get up there and try that f that f and x mode and i was like you know what you're right so we went we went up out uh the backside of mount Zion up there and got and found some deep snow which it if you don't know most subarus have two x modes it's like snow and mud and then like i forgot the other ones like gravel gravel and dirt and this because this is an extra model so the wilderness package comes on the outback and now the forester it will eventually come on the cross track right but it has an extra x mode which is deep snow and deep mud and it works like huh. i was able to put it in deep snow and just sort of lightly touch the gas that's the, the turbo spooled up to the point thing and it just sort of crawled its way through it was really cool so I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. I'm going to take the old wheels off the cross track. I might paint them gold, actually. Cool. I might paint them gold because the, this car, the, you'll, if you'll notice a wilderness on the on the road, they all have they all have the gold patches or the gold yeah. tow hooks and stuff like that. So I would pop on the black. I think it would. I really do. There's a couple of people that have done it. Again, the Subaru community is wonderful. Um, I've been talking to a ton of ton of wonder, uh, wonderful wilderness owners throughout the country, actually through the world, in Canada as well. But uh, I, I mean, there's not many options. I got I got, and the only thing I didn't get was a wireless car charger because we're my phone has to plug in anyways for the CarPlay yeah. until I find a wireless CarPlay. Yeah, just use the, the magnetic mount and good to go. But yeah. I mean, it's got this, you know, it's got stupid features I never had before. The fact if I hold my hand near the rear symbol and it, the tailgate will open, <laughs> things like that. It's just, you know, thing, which is stupid because I've stood there doing it when I could have just clicked the button. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm really happy. I want to thank Carter Motors. I want to thank Craig. If you're looking for a Subaru or a Volkswagen or an Acura, Acura like they, they really treat us well. There's a reason why Carter's been a sponsor of ours for so long and, and I've been a, a customer of theirs. So um, highly recommend it and uh, can't wait to get it out there, especially it'll be probably, hopefully if I can get everything done, it'll make, it'll make a little appearance at the next uh, Avance Off-Road because why not? Yeah. So, well, if anything, yeah. it'll just be there sitting. It may not do the track. It, it'll be there sitting. Ready. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I'd be interested to see, like I said. It I still could. I just don't know if I'd want to with a brand new car. Yeah. So that, I think that's kind of where I'm at. It's, it's the brand new car part. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. I can tell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really, I, it's, it is it's, really nice. I feel, I feel like I had a child. I've never had a child, but like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm walking down there and just looking at it. Like, <laughs> my neighbors have caught me. They're like, "What you doing?" I'm like, nothing. <laughs> looking at my car. Yeah, looking at my car. So much fun. So yeah. Did you see? Uh, speaking of off road, did you see the new Bronco Raptor? I'm, I'm, okay, so I got negative on that. I really I'm did. Immediately not a buyer. I I, I got I got real negative because one I, I watched that commercial and I went okay. So you you put fender flares on it. You put the engine from. They're, they're not even describing it as the engine from a Raptor. They're describing it as the engine That's from not. from the uh, Edge or whatever. It yeah, is. it's a three liter V six. Yeah. 
And there, and the, and there, horse. and what was the phrase? Alleged four hundred plus horsepower. There's mm-hmm. something they don't want to tell. I, I'm not. It's not. It's wider than crap. First of all, I'm just not. It's odd because it's it is a desert pre runner. Uh, so the width doesn't matter as much. It's as wide as a Raptor truck, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. Just anybody out there, if you don't know, but that's all fender flare. <laughs> It's, it's all fender flares. It's not the fender flares. It, and I mean, the, the vents on the side are neat. The hood is neat. The stupid thing about the numbers on the hood, if you haven't seen it, that where they talk about the times they won Baja or whatever. Yeah, but, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want that motor in not a Raptor because I don't want to go something so wide. And I do want a new Bronco eventually. Yeah. I am, like, <laughs> I'm not the early adopter. I'll take the 25, 26. So hopefully that'll come into some different trim because I don't want, I want to put 37s on it. I don't want it to be on a Bronco Raptor because I don't want anything that wide. It defeats the purpose for me. Yeah, and I agree. I, it's, you know, if you're a desert guy, by all means, get one. It's cool. Fine. I, I think the fender flares are ridiculous. They should have widened the fenders as well because the flares are like... Well, s- and I don't know if those come off like the regular Bronco. Like, you know, the, the, the regular Bronco, you can pull off the fenders when you when you want right. to on the trail and it, the actual I'm, fenders not just the flares the yeah fenders the fenders come off it's off, like a yeah. it's it, that's the whole thing but i don't know i mean again you know if you don't know ford is having a hard time with their broncos as it is the the suspension is collapsing it's breaking people are and they're not people aren't doing anything vicious you know you're seeing a lot of photos with broncos and they're facing you and both of the wheels are both facing in the front wheels and if you don't know that's that's not doesn't have a crab walk feature so it really no. shouldn't do that so <laughs> definitely should not yeah do that. So, um, I, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 a, and I can't even imagine what the price is going to be as far as like, well, the ADM, I, the adjusted dealer markup is what I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to guess the first year they'll all be sold and they'll all go for a hundred plus. And I think the actual retail value of the truck specialized market is probably going to be 70 fully loaded 84. What's a fully loaded Raptor? Like the truck? Uh, you could probably get it all the way up to without the dealer markup, eighty ish. If you clicked every box, a Bronco is smaller than the truck, so I feel like it should be less than the truck. <laughs> that's my. That's my. Uh, yeah, it's worth it. Somebody will pay for it. I'm not the one who's going to pay for it. I probably end up buying mine out of state and driving it home, uh, unless Carter wants to buy a Ford dealer. Hint, yeah, hint, hint, hint. hint. Come on, <laughs> that wait. Would do buy me. a Ford dealer. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> that so. would be pretty great. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, okay. Anyway, I it was interesting to see. I'm glad they're doing it. I don't. God knows how much it'll be in when we get here, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. I like seeing all the other Broncos running around. I still well, think it's a nice looking. They introduced retro it this look. week, and it took them four years after they introduced the original Broncos. So we'll see the Raptor in 2027. <laughs> so that'll <laughs> we'll be we'll see it at MSRP at 27. Uh, yeah, MSRP. Yeah, that'll be yeah, <laughs> that'll be Gen Two, which won't be available either. Oh, God, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's. There's a part of me that goes, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I'm I'm not that attracted to it. Like I really thought it was going to be better looking, but I also think that I could take a new Raptor with with the Sasquatch package and put. You could probably put the Raptor fenders on it with the vents. It has vents. They're functional vents. Um, and you know, minus the motor. And you know, what what? This is another thing I don't get. It, it's built for a pre-runner. You're right. But one of the cool things about the new Bronco is that that crawl feature it has. Yeah. Well, you, it'll have all the features. It's you just, think so? Yeah. Because like my truck has crawl and everything else with it i mean it has every mode under the sun god how often do you think i use a rock crawl in the raptor though <laughs> i so we talked about this a little bit i took dan's raptor to the last off-road event and oh, i've yeah. not driven i don't know oh, if i've yeah. ever driven that truck i i, I when really? i think back i don't know if i've ever it's i've never it's not that i haven't been given the opportunity i just 
every time we go somewhere in the Raptor, you're driving. Yeah, we're just doing our foot thing. Yeah, and so I have now I hadn't driven that truck and like let it going going down the road and how wide it was, <laughs> and then you know I was trying to. Uh, Long story short, there was a I had there was, I had to release a squirrel on the way to Dirtfish. <laughs> True which, story. Which was I had a federal. I pulled over like three places on the side of the road and realized I was not off the road. <laughs> so like, <laughs> even though releasing the squirrel, which by the way stunk. Yeah, he so, was a very angry squirrel. Yeah, Dan caught a squirrel he mainly in the shop. Caught, and he goes, "Would you take this with you?" Oh, please, could I? Like, I got out in the <laughs> middle of cute. the forest and I could smell the squirrel. I was like, "Good God!" So, uh, but yeah, I just I had never driven that so wide, and I kept driving past people going, "Oh, don't hit the mirror." Don't hit the mirror, like, because I'm so used to like centering the, the, the either the cross track or now the, the the outback. So, yeah, interesting. We've said it before on the show, but the fun fact: the the Ford Raptor is wider than a Hummer H1. Is it really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. We guess we did that. I did know that. Never mind. Yeah. So, so it's it's interesting. Huge. It's it's huge. <laughs> huge. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know what? Let's take a quick break, and we'll get into our Carter Subaru tip of the week, and we'll talk about tools. We'll be right back. Not just us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, no. Yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> we spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. Uh, boy, we should talk tools, but we should talk tip of the week. Tip of the week. T- tools for your tip of the week. All right. So you be Dan the tool I'm man. Gonna, uh, yeah, I made it right online with our topic of the day. And we had an ask. I was tagged in a post, actually. Somebody said, hey, Dan might know this. And the reason they tagged me in that post is somebody on Avance said they, they had basic tools. They even had quick jacks. They had some specialized stuff. But he's like, what other tools might I not know about or I might need or that I should have? And okay. fun topic, right? Everybody's like, oh, I like these. These are best. And they said he didn't want pro-level tools because he's not a pro mechanic and we'll talk about that in a minute too because some of them are absolutely worth it some Complete of them are absolutely- stupidity you need to buy everything off the snap god guy do not don't don't let him go empty his truck right just pay full price maybe pay more yeah <laughs> just get a nice house in medina or a snap-on truck yep because they're the same, same price, price. <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> but, much uh, and they are great tools let's uh, actually we're not knack- knocking snap on at all uh in fact they're on this list in some cases but one of the things he talked about is uh, what tools might I need. And so we made a huge list. And one of the reasons I made that huge list is because I had already made a huge list. <laughs> uh, what I had done over the years is I have a, an Amazon wish list called Dan's Automotive Arsenal. And it's every tool that I've ever purchased from Amazon onto a list. And the reason I bought it and I've updated the review and the comment on it. And what I did is I transferred that into a list on the raincitysupercars.com page under our tips and tricks which has a link to basically not just that list, but I expanded and added tools that I hadn't bought from Amazon and everything else and things that I think I am really glad I have. And I talked about why I didn't have certain things. Did, did or you add an, a link like where Instagram women, where people can go buy us those tools? Yes. You did? Yeah, okay, good. No, yeah, yeah, we have a cash app and a, a cat, Venmo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah I, we have an OnlyFans if, page. If you give us 50 bucks, we won't talk to you anymore. It's worth it. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. I'll send you pictures of my feet. I don't care. 
<laughs> you don't want them. Why are you wearing socks? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. They're really yeah. nice socks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but your uh, Carter Automotive Group tip of the week is has to do with one of these tools. I want to talk about specifically scan tools. And one of the things people talk about, uh, or when they do brakes, people like to take shortcuts. And don't do that with a, an automatic parking brake. And we've talked about this a little bit before. But if you force back an automatic parking brake, chances are you will break it. You will break your brakes. So and you do not want to break a, an automatic brake parking brake. No, you don't. Yeah. That motor is extremely expensive on an Audi because Audi, Volkswagen, many many cars have uh, electronic parking brakes. Uh, Ford, tons of cars, and they're becoming more and more common. No handles. I mean, a lot of people haven't seen an e-brake handle if they're a brand new driver. Yeah, <laughs> they've seen electronic parking brakes. But doing your brakes <laughs> is still a very very simple thing to do. And even buying the tools to do I'm your brakes. I'm laughing because I have an electronic parking brake in the new car, and I keep trying to drive away, and it keep because I I I'm so used to click. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yep, yes, <laughs> all the time. So yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk about those tools. We've talked about not doing like not forcing this back before in previous episodes, but we haven't talked about the tools you need. So the cheapest one I could find uh, that is by a name brand and that's important is the Ansel VD500. Now that's specifically to Volkswagen, Audi, and a few others out of Skoda, I think a few European brands. This is, uh, I got it on Amazon for 40 bucks, delivered to my door and you just plug it into the OBD port, OBD2 port. I put it in service mode. It does a lot more than that. It can reset uh, airbag lights and do other service mode things. I think it can- uh, Which, exclaimer. Yeah. Don't don't do that kind of stuff just because you get a tool that can because you could end up unless you know what you're doing. Yeah, don't. I, I always suggest when it comes to airbags and things like that. You know. If, yeah. yeah. You literally plug this thing in. You click. I think it's. I think it says parking brake service mode, and you literally hear it release the e-brake. It literally goes and pulls the e-brake back, and so this way that you you don't have to decompress the caliper. Uh, by manually doing it, which will break it. Like I said before, I'm saying it again because it's super <laughs> important. People are, people will hear, you will hear people say, no, 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 you just screw it back in. It's fine. It won't cause any damage. Okay, it may have not caused damage that once. Ask any Audi Volkswagen tech and they will tell you, don't do that. So you put in this tool, 40 bucks, hit the service mode, go change your brake pads, change your rotor, super simple stuff with basic tools. But again, the reason I said before to not use an off-brand, because there's a bunch of them out there like, random consonants and vowels name on Amazon. And then there's like, yeah, emergency brake tool. It might work. But the reason I tell you not to is because companies like Ansel are ASC approved devices and they actually have updates and they will meet manufacturer specifications to do that. You know, it's been tested and certified to do that. The other ones are not, and they can screw things up. Worst off, you won't get support for them. If anything does happen, Companies like Ansel, uh, there's another company, um, uh, Foxwell, Ansel, E-N-C-L, and Foxwell, F-O-X-W-E-L-L. And there's a few others out there. You can download software updates for them as new models come about. These tools aren't cheap. 40 bucks is cheap, but if you want a full service tool, a full service scan tool, you're starting at 250 bucks. If you want the really good stuff, 500 bucks, lifetime updates, guaranteed, things like that from a company that's been around for 30 years. Sure. And with some random one-off no-name company, and be like, yeah, here's your update, and we're out of business the next year, <laughs> which happens all the time if you're buying one-off tools. It worked when we sold it to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if you want something that's future-proof, it's out there. OBD2 hasn't changed since 97. So you could have a tool from now until 15 years from now, until it's so slow it barely works from computer updates, and it'll still technically function if it's got a good company. Nothing over 15 years from now. Just at, six, <laughs> at year 16 from now, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have an Android device and a few very specialized devices for iPhone, and I've told people this before, 
go get a dirt cheap Android phone off Craigslist for 20 bucks. Doesn't matter what it is. All it has to do is connect to a Bluetooth OBD2 adapter. And those are out there. And you can find those tools to clear codes, read, read codes, run programs like Torque, which is a, a popular app for reading uh, codes, getting diagnostic data, even doing like uh, zero to 60 times. It'll register off that. You can monitor diagnostics in real time with that. That's actually the cheapest way to do it. You can get a, a good Bluetooth OBD2 adapter for less than 20 bucks on Amazon. The apps are usually like five bucks, and then you're into 25. A lot of these don't do service, so like the e-brake stuff may not always work with the OBD2 adapter that we would work with uh, Android via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. So anyway. And I want to add this as a, it's a tip on top of something. If you're going to do your brakes at home, one, make sure you take your emergency brake off cause, and the handbrake. <laughs> We've talked about that. And two, a lot of times, you know, people do their brakes at home because their brake light comes on. It says you need to do your brake pads. And then they put the brake pads in and they do, or they do the rotors and then the light stays on. They didn't replace the sensor. Sensors. There's, there's yes. a sensor. There's a little wire sensor that needs to go in there. Depending on your card, I don't know. They, they can be $3 or probably if they're Audi, they're $30. But right. um, you will need those. You will need new sensors in those brake pads. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, back to this tool list. Uh, we tried to summarize this a little bit because this list is exceptionally long and thorough. I have DeWalt stuff. And Nick has a lot of Milwaukee stuff. Sharks and, and Jets. Sharks and Jets. Right. And, and, and I'll say, actually, Milwaukee tends to make better hand tools across the board. They tend to make even often better power tools to an extent. DeWalt has caught up with that. And DeWalt has a couple of wins here and there. And besides, the Milwaukee stuff's red, so it looks cooler. Um well, but other than that, it, it's for a home mechanic, you're really not going to see a huge advantage going one or the other. I mean, I always think with like the power tools and things like that, the battery power, DeWalt's always been a real king in there. Milwaukee's come back up. But like when it comes to like a hand screwdriver and things like that, I love the Milwaukee stuff. Oh, yeah. The DeWalt's, they're a little harder to find sometimes. Like they, you can always find it in Home Depot as far as the power side, but you know. Yeah, I, like I said, there's, Milwaukee's got a couple of really big wins here. Um, they're half impact, they're half inch, Torque wrench. Yeah. Or impact wrench. Half inch impact wrench is what I've been trying to say. The Milwaukee one actually typically wins almost every test you see on it. It's not by some night and day margin where the Milwaukee you must have. It's much better. But it's really close, and uh, it's a little nicer tool all around. Yeah. Uh, but let's uh, let's start with the list. All right. So power tools. Let's start with power tools. What's your favorite tool, Nick? <laughs> Anything with power, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, obviously the the first one on your list is the 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 half inch high high torque impact wrench. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. So I mean, and and again, and we can get outside this. There's obviously you got Milwaukee, you got Dewalt, Bosch, Bosch. Uh, is that the, is that the green brand? It, it no. There's Bosch. There's uh, what's the ones that we've got uh, that. There's uh, Ryobi. There's, Ryobi, yeah. There's a ton of different There's a ones. ton of stuff out there. And and truthfully, if you pull a, a cordless drill or anything from, from DeWalt and you put it next to a Milwaukee, they're going to look the same. I mean, the motors so, and internals are going to be the same. Fans are going to be a little bit different. And I'm talking on, on impact. I'm talking about ratchets. I'm talking anything. The general space that they're going to take up is, is about the same. It's about internals. It's about warranty. It's about the fact that has, it been, has that particular tool been out so long that it's going to get a battery upgrade, which means you're going to have to buy all new batteries, which happens with everybody. It's not just... I mean, every bitch is about DeWalt doing it, but I, Milwaukee does it just as much. Yeah, actually, DeWalt took that to heart. There is a brand new battery system from DeWalt. They look exactly the same, and they fit exactly the same. And it's just the internal composition is different for better battery life, but the tools are pretty much the same. This one is number one on my list, though. It's my favorite tool that I don't actually use as often. It's not my... There's a big... I want to caveat that right there. This is not my most used tool by any means at all. It's just my favorite tool. 
And that's because so many times I've done suspension work or we've just like, this is stuck. Yeah. I don't want it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> the next step is a torch. So <laughs> turn it on and crank it off. Yeah. yeah. 700 foot pounds of torque, both on the Milwaukee and the DeWalt and everything from removing lug nuts, never tightening to on vehicles that I don't care as much about. Or like I said, stuck suspension components, anything you want loose, this is what's going to do it. And I don't think I don't think the DeWalt in Milwaukee can do this, especially with the half inch. But sometimes you can control the amount of torque that they will put out, so that you can put yeah. on a lung nut if you want to. But super expensive wrenches can do that. You can literally yeah. dial the torque into them. Yeah. And there's also there are impact impact rated shafts that are torque. They will twist at a certain torque. They're nice, but again, like I said, you don't torque down anything. <laughs> Like that. I mean, yeah. you're even not, we're not working in an ore mine here. We need to torque yeah. down the bolts. Yeah, yeah, hundred times over. This is this is home grade tools. There are use cases for all these specialized tools. We're not talking about specialized tools. This is stuff I want to use around the house. I don't ever torque anything down with an impact wrench because it's an impact wrench. <laughs> <laughs> so that said, uh, like I said, favorite tool, not the one I use the most. It's great for everything from doing home construction, like massive, like twelve inch lag bolts, to pulling off lug nuts that have been over torqued to undoing big suspension bolts, this is the thing you want to use. Absolutely. Uh, next one. This is one of my favorite tools I think everybody should have. Not necessary. This doesn't requ- meet my required tool list. This is one of those things that once you have, you'll be so glad you had it. That is the 3.8 cordless ratchet. Specifically, I'm talking about the Milwaukee one. All the other ones are way too bulky. DeWalt has one coming out, apparently. But this this little thing, it's, it's great because it's not a high-torque tool which means when I'm putting something down that I know I don't want to like put down to, you know, 60, 80 foot pounds of torque, I can just get something tight and quick. So nice. I use this thing in my home stuff all the time. I put on hex hex bits and assemble furniture with it. Like, It's actually interesting because the cordless ratchet is the one thing I don't have. Well, yeah. <laughs> with my, well, yeah, yeah, mine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we kind of, we share. But yeah, I mean, definitely. It's, it's And then again, it's because one, when I'm doing projects, I'm either working with Dan and he has it or... You know, I yeah. just haven't found a need to use it. And I'm also the guy that gets, you know, gets Ikea furniture and puts it together by hand because I feel like I'm going to, I did a better job, even though they tell you not to use something, but yeah, whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> I put all my stuff together with power tools. <laughs> yeah. I've stripped out a few bolts during That's that. That's never coming apart ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The next one I want to actually talk about that we use a lot mm-hmm. is 3 8 impact. Yep. And so this is not your big high torque half inch. This is your 3 8 stubby impact. And the reason I use this thing a lot is, well, 3 8 is the most common size for doing most automotive repair. And while hand tools are preferred to getting things precise, 3 8 is good for getting things quick. And so I can usually carry one of these and my half inch on the trail. This is just in my, my toolkit. And I'm specifically, I'm talking about the stubby impact. Milwaukee's got one. They're the originals. They're the OG stubby impact that everybody wanted to have. And then DeWalt has theirs now too, which is brand new for this year. I mean, but you, you, so, and I will say this, this is one of the things I am actually looking to get one of these because it's a different battery system than mm-hmm. I um, have, but you go on and, and we have, we'll, we will put links to this, but like the Amazon link, one of the favorite things I love is the fact that they compare the size of the Milwaukee inside and it will literally fit inside its competitor then they don't say who the competitor is but it's in orange right so, <laughs> yeah and yeah. that's their old competitor that's their, it, their yeah. new one is the same size now but they are dead right this thing was super super tiny it was and that's the best thing is it's great for tight spaces it's really light really easy to use and i use it 
I oddly use it around the house too a lot. <laughs> Place of a drill if I need to. <laughs> What's your torquing, Dan? <laughs> this is probably the if you're going to buy a small impact, if you're going to buy an impact in general, start with a three eighth stubby. The half inch is great, but it's massively overkill for ninety percent of projects you're going to work on. Let alone finding sockets to do it that are stubbies too, which is tough. Yeah, so I, I have I, like I have a ton of tools. So I have long impact and short impact and flexible impact and drawers that slide out and yes. fall down. Yeah, and fall down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The next one, one fourth inch impact. Yep, quarter inch impact. So again, tiny, um, tiny, tiny. tiny. There, but this is, I think, this is like if I, uh, I will say that doing construction or anything like that, this is so great because you can use your your smaller bits and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and this is not a this is quarter inch drive. This is not quarter inch uh, socket. Yeah. So, so we're gonna put in drill bits and yeah. quick change bits. Yeah. And the reason this is probably the best tool to have of the power tools overall is the fact that you can do that you can drill bits i have quick change drill bits this will do everything well except like masonry where you've got to drill into concrete which is the one time you just need a hammer drill you can get any cheap hammer drill i have a really nice dewalt one but yeah doesn't hurt no but i love i love the dewalt one because it's so short i mean really being able to get in because you have to understand that when you're working on these tools especially in in, and let's say you're doing it in construction or in, in a car you're adding links to that because you're putting a bit on there. You're putting a drill bit. You're putting a Phillips bit, things like that. So you want it. I mean, and I think, like I said, the Waltz is like, they're like, it's like 29 inch, 29% shorter or something like that. Yeah. So, it's yeah. probably as wide as a can of beer. Literally. Not, I don't know how big that is. Um, and it's great. Like I said, you can, I screw, instead of using my drill, I typically use that because it's so much smaller and lighter and easier to handle. And it's great with power. I put in one five amp battery and I can, like I think I did the entire side of my barn, literally yeah. the metal. No, uh, yeah, I was there. You yeah, did. yeah, you yeah. Did. I did one Absolutely. battery. I think yeah. I was only using a two amp in that, yeah. and it, it's incredibly power efficient. If you're getting power tools, start with the quarter inch impact driver. Uh, the link is on our page. That's the one you want. Trust me. And I think in Milwaukee is coming out with their own because Milwaukee, Milwaukee size, has close one, to I think. 500 different tools that they produce. They have 150 power tools they produce and 3,500 different accessories. So, yeah. I mean, and so De- DeWalt's probably not up there that much because they've more fo- hyper-focused. At the end of the day, there are brand loyalty. I mean, go into your Home Depot and believe me, try the products. They will have them there. You you know, not necessarily you're going to be able to drill, but put it in your hand. See if it fits. I mean, there are people I know that, that work with DeWalt because DeWalt fits their hand better and, yeah. and, and it works better. So, yep. yeah. So anyway, yeah, like I said, if you're going to buy one power tool on this list, if you're starting out, this is the one you're going to have for probably the longest time and get the most use out, use out of because this is not just an automotive thing. You will use this on everything in your house. <laughs> and I will say this. If you go to order these things from Amazon, Home Depot, whatever, be very careful. Our links are accurate, but be very careful because this has happened to me before where I thought, I'm getting a heck of a deal. And the tool shows up or I go to pick the tool up. It didn't come with a battery. It didn't come with a charger. A lot of times th- these tools, they will come with a, a battery, a charger, and a bag, which is really nice. I, <laughs> I have more bags than I, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. but um, I use them for car stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll find a use for it, but make sure that you read it very carefully because many times I've had stuff in my cart and I'm, I'm ready to hit go out and it's like, oh, it has no battery. Not that I don't have the batteries, but 
Make sure it has a charger. Make sure it has a battery. Yeah, so if you're just you can use it. Out. Yeah, uh, and so. f- and for that, even if you don't use our Amazon link, check slick deals. Uh, I typically buy most of my stuff on sale. Black Friday is by far the best time to buy tools. Hands down, you can get like up to fifty percent off sometime, or you can spend a ton up front and buy like a full set. Like I think du- uh, Garov did that, where he bought. Like, Garov did. I mean, they have they have the Walt sets. I've got a Ryobi set that I bought years ago when I was doing still some going, house flipping, yeah. and it still works. And they will put together sets. Like Home Depot will do it, and and the companies will put together sets for. Black Friday and Christmas, where they will take things that aren't usually in sets and bundle them together, which is really nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next thing I got on our list, and I want impre- to, there's an Im- important lesson to be learned here, and that's with pressure washers. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't spend enough, you probably got garbage. Um, okay, so I, I originally had this AR Blue Clean uh, electric pressure washer, and there's nothing wrong with AR no, it was Blue. Wonder- it wasn't it was, bad at all. No, it was yeah. a basic pressure washer. The hose was a pain in the ass. The hose it never was a fold up. nightmare, yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah. It uh, was awkward to carry around, and it, like I said, like you said, it wasn't a bad pressure washer, but it didn't have quite enough pressure to do any of the home jobs. No. I think I got it literally for like 80 bucks. I think I gave it away too. I feel like it's something like where if you own a home and you need you need to go out and clean your deck that hasn't been cleaned in about six months, it will do that. But it's not going to it's not yeah. going to take paint off a car, which you don't want to do. But it's just there wasn't much force to it. Yeah. And, and like most of the tools on the list, if you buy the right one up front, this thing isn't something you get rid of after four or five years. It's like a 20-year thing. Yeah. A good pressure washer should last you a long time. And I have two different models here. So maintenance you, is important, though. Maintenance, maintenance is, is very everything on a, on a pressure washer, <laughs> yeah. and they have this quick spray stuff you put in there to lube the pump and get the extra water out, so they don't they don't rust and corrode. It's a super simple process. You just spray it in, and you're done. Anyway, uh, that said, I've got a Simpson MSH thirty one twenty five, and that specific model number is there for a specific reason. Uh, one, it has a Honda engine, which if you've ever used different engines, Hondas the king of power washer engines, uh, but pretty much most like yard equipment. The king of most engines. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to home power equipment that with an engine, go for Honda when you, it, it matters. Their tolerances are way better. The Briggs and Stratton stuff doesn't hold up like it used to. And it's just the way to go. But also it's 3000 PSI. You don't need, you don't need more than like 1500 PSI to do a car to be clear. But if you ever want to clean your driveway after you spill all that oil on the ground from your car, and you want to pick that stuff up and add different attachments, that's where that 3,000 PSI really, really helps out. Pressure washer fence. Did, did that come with extra tips? It came with four different tips, okay. different spray nozzles. It's very important to read what the tips do because you will go through the side of your car if you are not careful. That is 100% true. <laughs> 3,000 PSI is enough to cut right through paint. Yes. That said, uh, if you live in a busy neighborhood and you are a avid power washer user, if you've got, like, say, the foam gun from Griot's, which mm-hmm. is one of the best products out there, you don't want to fire up a combustion engine every time, which is illegal in California now and in most places. Oh, wow. Oh, and, nice. Which means it'll be here in a California few years. California is getting so nice. It is. Yeah. So, which these things probably contribute like 0.1% of the smog down there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, noise pollution is a thing. Long story. But sure. uh, our friends at Griot's offer the Blue, Blue Max 3000 PSI washer, which is eligible for also for our RCS 10, 10% off. And it's a 3,000 PSI electric pressure washer. Okay. So electrics come a long way. Brushless motor, much quieter, no firing up, no having to pull the choke. Just plug it in, turn it on, and go to town. And this, you finally have all that pressure you would need for a home power washer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Industrial-grade stuff's a different story. But it's uh, they're roughly the same price after our discount even. And you can get, so, you know, it's kind of take your pick. It's one more thing to plug in. I live in the country, so I went it's with It's a little the, higher, though, right? Like, yours sits a little lower. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, okay. and if you either one of those, if you want to upgrade those, we talked about how much of a pain it is to rest, rest, 
wrestle what that we call too. the frozen hose which is the thick pressure washer hose not thick it's a what's the word rigid uh, rigid yeah. pressure washer. thank you yeah. uh flexilla flexilla makes a very flexible power washer hose that is obviously high pressure rated and is much easier to wind up and move around so the next thing we want to talk about is, is, is along the same lines is an air compressor yeah we i remember the first air compressor i ever bought was from sears and it was a craftsman mm-hmm. and it didn't last long because, I mean, even when you when you vented it and everything, it, it, it tanks would rust and corrode. Yes. That's what I wanted to say. So, I mean, it was a great start, but it, and it was mobile and the fact that I could take it places and I loved it. But this is really important. And we're talking anything from the little ARBs that we talk about when we go off-roading to an actual on-wheels air compressor that you can roll around, which you will not believe the amount of things that you can do with these until you actually have one. Yeah. So uh, Dan's recommendation is the DeWalt 165 PSI 6-gallon pancake compressor. Um, obviously, because I live in a, an apartment, I don't need one of these, so I have Dan's. So I guess technically I, too, have a DeWalt 165. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so the reason I recommended this one is most of the 6-gallon compressor tanks only go up to 150 PSI. The Porter Cable is the most popular one, and the DeWalt's only like 20 bucks more. 165 PSI versus 150 doesn't seem like much of a difference. 15 PSI isn't a lot, and the tank is the same size. Where that comes in handy is when you need to use an air tool, if you ever need to use an air tool, and you need it for an extended period of time. So even a tiny tank for just a few quick hits of an air hammer will do fine. You could run that off anything with even a tiny compressor tank. But well, and I like this because and and in the na- it's in the name of the pan- pancake compressor because the one the first one I had had was a giant like sausage tank and it was huge but it didn't take much air. And Dewalt has figured out these pancake tanks. It literally looks like a little pancake, but it it, it doesn't take up as much space. It's very easy yeah. to to store. Yeah, easy to move, easy to store. Great for every household project and good enough for basic use of some air tools. Now, I talk about it in the art in, in our article that I basically wrote here is that, again, you get what you pay for with air compressors. Don't let anybody tell you different. If you can afford and you have the space for a massive air compressor, <laughs> like, get it. Yeah. It's, it's awesome to have hard run air lines down your shop. You can super air up super quickly, never run out of air. I mean, the downside, of course, is the bigger you get, typically the louder they are because the longer they run. They're not necessarily decibel louder you just hear it longer in fact uh most like paint shops and stuff you'll find them in special insulated booths outside of the shop itself because they're so loud i think for most people at home though this is really all you need you can want more and i don't blame you like i said i'm I'm big on big compressors but for most people you don't need it uh the next thing we've talked about a ton is a starter toolkit and dan has the dewalt uh is this the one from costco no the one i have is the dwmt72165 this is that's the bigger one. The really real big heavy one. one you got. Okay. Real heavy one. Yeah. yeah. If you're kind of a baller on a budget, Costco has the DeWalt kits they have, and they, they yeah. come in black. They're great. I've owned a bunch of them. Do not get the other ones that have, like, the bifolding doors. They are not good, and they rust, and they... But I forgot the name of it, and we'll look it up, but if I can find it on there. But I love them. It's so nice because it's something it. you can throw in, in the car, or it's something that you can obviously throw next to your workbench, but don't put it in your drawers because your drawers come out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. The one I have listed here, the, the starter kit that I have, is the probably the most complete kit you can find. And I don't necessarily mean that's a good thing all the way around, because the best tool set you can start with is the one you build. Yeah. You can get way better stuff if you buy it. This is a... I want all the tools. I just want to buy one thing and wrench occasionally. And I've used this set to do full brake jobs, oil changes, a lot of stuff, actually. And it holds up. But I just found a flaw in it when I was working on taking the uh, the Subaru apart because I needed like a 22-inch short 
Or 22 mil. 22 mil short socket, and it didn't yeah. have that. Other than that, I mean, like I said, that was the first time I've never been able to, or not been able to get something out of that kit. Yeah, so. it, it's a massive kit, and we mean it. It's super, super heavy. You don't want to look at this thing <laughs> as like a portable kit. And with your knees. Yeah, it <laughs> has way too many SAE sockets, and you will find like one three-eighths SAE socket set will do almost every job ever now because everything's metric finally. Yes. Thank God. Uh, I use the SAE side of it more for like odd home stuff. <laughs> it's just... It really, but it really is something that you can keep in your home, in your garage, and you really, there's, does it have screwdrivers in it? Nope. Okay, that's The Costco one does. The Costco, I mean, yeah, the Costco one is, it's a little bit, it's a little bit cheaper. It comes in black chrome, though, so, you know, there's that. Which is hard to see at night, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you can lose sockets in a dirt floor real easy, no matter what color they are. That's true. Uh, The chrome set is actually available on Amazon for $30 more. Again, I would actually recommend people start with, if you don't have a tool set, you're just starting out, or you want a gift one. Uh, start with the uh, the Costco one for a hundred bucks. It's yeah. the most. It's a probably the the best for the money basic kit. It's not going to have as many extended socket sizes. It's not going to have as many wrench sizes. But you're going to end up buying wrenches anyway. To be honest, no matter what kit you get, you're going to buy wrenches. And I'm going to tell you something. If you go buy the Costco one, and you're going to forget this, and you're going to do it because I do it. When you get that kit and you put it and you close it up and then you latch it and then you go to use it the first time, make sure that when you put that box up on something, that the word DeWalt is facing up. Because if you don't, and you open it the wrong way, every single socket in there will fall out. It will happen. It's happened to me. I'm, but, and I'm passing along my, I mean, and then, and then you get to crawl around your garage and... Find the, all those black sockets. Yeah, well, it's not only that, but it's fun because then you put everything back and then you look and you go, you got like three empty spaces and you're like, well, I didn't find an extra three. Like, where are they? So, I'm telling you right now, I mean... Hey, look, it is, 10 mil. It's, hey, look, engineer, 10 mil. <laughs> it's engineered to open a certain way. Open it that way, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of toolkits, though, I did find one that I think everybody should have. And I, they actually updated the design and made the packaging better, which yeah. I'm thankful for. I actually got a second one the other day. Okay. And this is what That's I call... That's what you needed is more tools. Right. Well, this one, this is... The reason I have this one is this is what I call the EDC toolkit. Okay. And EDC, for those of you not in the off-road scene, because anybody in off-road, I think, knows this, is everyday carry. Mm-hmm. And the everyday carry toolkit <laughs> is... has nothing to do with off-road. No, it doesn't. I just know <laughs> off-road people tend to know that term. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like that's not what that means. I okay. know what that means. Oh, okay. That's gotcha. Not, that, right, they're yeah. the ones to typically know for some uh, reason. Got it. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the EDC toolkit, I call it, is this super cheap, and I mean super cheap. This thing's 20 bucks. You find it on an end cap at Home Depot and don't think about it. But it's 20 bucks. It's a 46 piece set. It's not pro grade tools. It's low torque stuff with probably like a 50 tooth ratchet. But it's got a basic selection of quarter inch, three eighths. It's got um, an adjustable wrench and it's got a ratcheting wrench. It's got a basic screwdriver that ratchets. And it's 20 bucks. And it basically is the, the kit you leave in the back of your car. Because I don't know how many freaking times I have pulled this thing out to fix a barbecue, to change a battery, to unscrew something on the truck that I needed access for, to pull off a bent running board on the trail. No, no, no Right, that's no, never happened. Never, never, okay. Yeah. Uh, and this tool, it, like I said, it doesn't have a lot. It's not a complete kit. It's just the thing you go to all the time. I've removed stuck valve stem caps with this because people put those hex ones in their mm-hmm. wheels and they get seized on there when they corrode to the valve stems. Well, it's brass they, aluminum. They, they paid $13 for them at AutoZone. Right, exactly. But they and had so, to have the dice. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> this little thing, 20 bucks. I've got the link in there. Like I said, it's 27 on Amazon, so don't buy it there. It's 20 bucks at Home Depot basically every Home Depot in the country. I put my mud flaps on it in the front of the truck on the way home from Arizona on my first stop. 
there's one thing we haven't talked about on a lot of this stuff, and Dan and I do it both. Dan's got me on it. Slick deals. Yeah. Go on slick deals and put in what you're looking for and then make an account mm-hmm. and then put in what you're looking for. And it, it searches the internet. And when stuff like this comes on sale, it sends you an email and goes, hey, here it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is nice. I mean, you can, and you can put anything you in. I mean, I do it. I do it for Legos. I do it for tools. I do it for car parts, everything. And even if it, they never find something, it's always out there looking for it. So, yep. I get an alert pops up. I, well, with power tools. I have way that, too many alerts that pop up now. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> That's so my fault. Not as a homeowner, deals. like I don't yeah. need just automotive grade power tools. I have all sorts of tools, saws yeah. and everything else. But I mean, even tires, I've gotten tires off slick deals. <laughs> at nice. one point a long time yeah. ago and it was for it was for discount tire it wasn't for some you know random ebay sale it was you know hey they're having a 130 dollars rebate right now on continental and i was like oh sweet i'll take that <laughs> i'll take that please yeah, 130 dollars yes. gift card and need the tires anyway so i mean yeah yeah slick deals is great yeah uh the next one and actually you have a different set on here than i think is ratcheting wrenches i don't think there's a better tool out there as far as especially working on a car yeah and get these and, before and I, regular wrenches. and i've got a, i forgot the wordings for this but how many teeth are in the ratchet as far yes. as when you can get torque on that what is the what is the term i'm looking for the it's the, t- the tooth count it's the tooth count the higher the tooth count the, the better. better because you'll be able to you know everybody's done that like when you work with a, like a, an allen wrench or something and you can't you can only get it there and you can move it a little bit because it, it goes in a certain way yep with these the more the higher the tooth count you the can do one tooth yeah. at a time and it's so nice like I went absolutely stupid with mine, and I have a matching Milwaukee set that so I nice. love, and they're so nice. Seriously, if I, they weren't in my tool case, I would mount them on the wall. They're so pretty. But they, it's got a high tool count. Like, I mean, I can do, I think it's it's almost 100 tooth as far as in some of those. Yep. It's so nice. Less than three degree arc, which means you can do movement in really, really tight spaces. And if you've ever done the starter on a Land Cruiser, <laughs> and you just which you should just buy a V8 at that point. Starter goes out, LS swap your 100 series. It's a stupid engine. Just hydro lock it and move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put an yeah. LS swap in it. Stupid Toyota. Yeah. Anyway, but it, there's impossible to get to, and it needs like the most micro tolerances to remove one of the screws. And I actually had to call in a favor to get a friend with the right tool. It was so hard to get. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that now. I do. Stupid Toyota. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I actually have, the, if you're on a budget and you just need to set the gear wrench set isn't bad and it's only 60 bucks. These are the thing I think are hundred percent. Like Nick said, they're so worth the extra money. If you can spend extra money on tools, spend it on these because you will use these more than any other hand tool in your set. Again, if you're, if you're looking on a budget Home Depot, there's nothing wrong with going to Harbor Freight too. No, Harbor Freight all. does make good tools. I wouldn't buy their car stands. That's about all I no. wouldn't. Their They're, Icon actually, tools, that's a pretty nice Actually, though. their drive-on car stands, the plastic ones, I love. Yeah. That's, but, but, I mean, everything else, they really do make good tools. They make tools that will last long enough that you're going to use them to the point where they do break, and then you're going to know exactly what you want for that next set. Yeah, their Icon stuff that's new is is not as popular, but it's actually pretty nice. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it at all. It's actually as good as most of the tools on this list, honestly, but you're going to not pay that much of a difference for it, to be clear. And Harbor Freight doesn't have as many locations as Home Depot. No, so I buy and if Home you Depot go stuff. in there and you go to buy something, ask them if you if there's a coupon. They will tell you they will get there. Usually there's a coupon on anything, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if you're going to spend money on a hand tool, spend yeah. it on the ratcheting wrenches. It's worth it. Next one on this list, which you won't find i just wanted to bring it up because there's such a big difference here and that's flex head ratchets Mm -hmm. so if you have a tight tall again we're back into tight tolerance spaces where you need a longer handle for grip and leverage and the if you're going to do that go with the flex head which is just where it flexes right behind the head versus a straight ratchet 
Um, this is my biggest complaint with the DeWalt ones, by the way. The DeWalt ratchets are garbage. They say, ooh, 72 tooth. Well, that's like minimum entry level to a decent ratchet for the record. You want 90 tooth and above. Yes. Which makes a huge difference. And uh, so DeWalt's are 72 tooth. The Tectons are 90 tooth, which are cheaper than the DeWalt's. That's the, like, Tecton is like the Amazon brand to go to. Tecton and Nico, N-E-I-K-O. And all their stuff is good. But if you have the money, uh, this is a shout out to Stu's Garage. He brought these up as well, and I echo the sentiment. The GearWrench 120 XP. Now, they're not technically a true 120 tooth ratchet. They're two 60 tooth gears stacked. So you have gear reduction is what they're doing. Okay. And so, but you still get 120 tooth, like, still rushing works. action. Yeah. Less than a three degree arc. Honestly, like, unless you step up to, like, $600 ratchets that are, like, true 110 tooth snap on which and, are totally you're a professional yeah mechanic, you're a professional yeah. mechanic these are worth it if you're not and yeah. even in that case the gear wrenches are fantastic they're probably the best ratchets you can buy and i think they're like a hundred bucks a set they're not even that much money for a full set quarter inch three eighths and a half inch so i mean that's that's a lot i'm not trying to say it's not but compared to dewalt and milwaukee which are pretty close to the same price the gear wrenches are light years better so just yeah, saying, and we're uh, as as a resource, we're always here. Like, I mean, to the point where a lot of our friends, if you need, if you need to go to Home Depot with you or something, or sit down with you, we'll gladly outfit your garage because yeah. we'll gladly spend somebody else's money. Exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say this one's for you. The next sockets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> these are the best ones. Yeah. Uh, the Milwaukee three uh, drive metric set. I love them. Okay, this is this is something where you can go in and you can get the cheapest socket set in the world from Home Depot or Harbor Freight, or you can get the most expensive. And really, you're gonna be okay, <laughs> minus you <laughs> yeah. know, you know, um, where you're gonna see failures in the cheap stuff is where you know the half inch or the three inch goes into the socket and it might fail there or, or want to turn things like that, or or, or will it actually it will actually turn on the on the bolt? Like I said. Somewhere in the middle. I mean, go in there and get and get a set that, you know, get everything that goes, you know, you want small to probably 21, 22 at least. I have I have my set that came with both sides, so I have, uh, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, I called out the Milwaukee's here mainly for their design. Yeah. So Milwaukee has a unique socket design that nobody else has, and that is a square drive on the back toward the ratchet side. And why is that, Dan? That's so they don't roll away from you. Which you wouldn't think is a big thing until it doesn't roll away from you and it's really nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not only are they obviously lifetime warranty with Milwaukee, but uh, when you buy this set, it comes with a 90 tooth ratchet. So you get a nice, a nicer than average ratchet with it. And, and you get a really cool carrying case. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So there's yeah. the pack out case, which is a lot, quite a bit more actually. Super nice, but really nice. Yeah. I mean, really nice, but it's, I think it's like 60 bucks more for the ratchet set. But worth it trust me yeah so because <laughs> i can is, take it in and out of that case when i travel too so yeah. so here let me talk about sockets in general so i had this really basic sears craftsman mechanic tool set i got when i was 16 from my parents the only reason i had to replace any of those tools is because that set got stolen out of my garage mm. that is the only time i've ever had to replace a socket on there yeah, but that was back in the day when you could buy Craftsman and Sears tools, and if it broke, they either they they, they I've seen them weld them back together when they were better, or they would just send you a new tool. I don't know what they do now. Do they still do that? Uh, yeah, you just there's still a, a line. I think I think Home Depot owns Craftsman, uh, okay. know, or somebody one of the big box stores owns Craftsman. Maybe it it's, might maybe be Lowe's. Lowe's. I think it's Lowe's. Yeah, yeah, either way, they just send you a new one. Same with Dewalt. If you ever break one, they don't have one store. They just they have a no questions asked column yeah. when it comes to hand tools. But yeah, the Milwaukee ones are clearly. Uh, kind of a step ahead. It's a unique design. You're never going to replace these unless you, you lose them, literally. Yep. I've never seen a Milwaukee socket 
ever break. And these are not impact sockets. So, I mean, I'm sure you could if you decided to hook this up to your impact and hammer on it for an hour. But even then, like... I plan to pass mine down to my children if, yeah. if, if any woman ever breeds with me. Uh, so <laughs> if you're out there and you want some sockets. <laughs> so, yeah. Why'd you marry him? Well, he had sockets. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I add this to the list of things that are worth it because you only buy it once. Yes. I mean, like you said, you buy one set of sockets and you have them for a lifetime unless you lose You'll them. You'll buy a 10 millimeter about 100, 100 times. 100 times. Life, but, right. Yeah, exactly. Other than that, which is available separately, but... Yeah, I just I hand it to Milwaukee in this one. They're superior design. I'm really a big fan of how well they designed that. Somewhere in a small space behind my dryer is a bunch of so- half socks and ha- and 10 millimeter sockets. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the next one is a controversial one. Why is that, Dan? Because of torque wrenches. A lot of damage. You can do a lot of damage with a torque wrench. Yeah. <laughs> so torque wrenches are for torquing, not for breaking loose. Let's start with that caveat. Do not break anything loose with the torque wrench. It is not what it's for, except for one torque wrench. We'll and talk about that in a minute. Yes, I have done it. Right. Yeah. We've all done it. We've all yeah. done it. And now yeah. those torque wrenches are completely out of cal- calibration and probably useless because they went from like 3% to 4% to 20%, <laughs> close enough. Um, so yeah. So here's the thing though. And I have researched this so much. We've even talked about this on the show, but I did it again because I wanted to make sure I was right when I was talking about it. There's like three classes of torque wrenches and that's it. There's every torque wrench, every cheap torque wrench under the sun. Doesn't I don't care if it's performance tool, I don't care if it's Harbor Freight, I don't care if it's name you can't pronounce on Amazon. They're pretty much the same. Yeah, they all go out of calibration, and if you're just doing wheel lugs, they're close enough. Yeah, like your wheel lugs are not gonna break on a standard passenger car wheel. Not talking titanium. Not talking carbon fiber wheels. Don't don't at me. <laughs> I'm talking basic. I have steel wheels off my Land Cruiser and steel lug nuts, and these go on close enough. They're typically about 90 foot-pounds. 84 to 96 is the typical range for a light passenger vehicle. Torque wrenches are not breaker bars. Right. I want to clarify that. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, so you don't break your lugs loose with them. Yeah. But if you're just looking to torque your lugs at the track, then buy a super cheap EP Auto Tecton... Hongjuinzo, whatever brand you want to call. I've got the I've got that one, and I've got the small one because with the monkeys, I had to get one that was in like uh, inch pounds. Yeah, which was yeah, and you have to literally like dial it up and do math, which sucks. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they have. I mean, you can spend a lot of money on a torque wrench, and they can be digital, and they're really nice, and there will be there's lights and sounds. It's, it's yep. you know yeah yeah, and then okay, you use a torque wrench a lot. You use it all the time in your engine. You're doing home builder you're a shade tree mechanic you're doing brake jobs suspension jobs and yes you can't over torque suspension components and brake bolts off i've seen it done yep. even on like half inch bolts like half inch thick not length uh you still need to torque those <laughs> it's about thickness not length dan that's right yeah yep. Yep. and so if, if that's your case uh of all the ones i looked on testing oddly it was dewalt for 130 bucks or up to 150 bucks excuse me you can get a premium like within 1% torque wrench, a really nice one. That's it's not nice. going to be fancy. It's not going to beep. It's just going to be dial it at the bottom and torque it in. But DeWalt wins almost every test, which is I was very surprised to see. Now that yeah. said, here's where DeWalt loses. And that's when you stack it up next to a Snap-on Tech 3 FR250. Well, I mean, duh. Which is the digital torque, red, yellow, green beeps at you in different tones as you're getting it'll close. Do, it'll do your laundry. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, through every test, they actually do, they are worth it. If you're a pro or if you just got the money and you want the torque wrench, you go with the Snap-on. And I would highly suggest you talk to a Snap-on rep because Snap-on offers about 100 different torque wrenches. 
in three eighths <laughs> and about a hundred more and a quarter inch and a hundred more and a half inch and then three quarters and one inch. Yeah. So yeah, you absolutely get what you pay for in torque wrenches, but uh, yeah, we have them listed on our list. If you want to check them out, like I said, the DeWalt's, uh, I have actually a, a Sears Craftsman Digitorque and I have a digital torque checker and that thing, because I've stored it properly, which is returning it back to zero. It has yeah. a specification where you store it at. I think still holds torque within 3%. That's nice. It's 25 years old. <laughs> hey, if it ain't broke. Yeah, right? if it ain't, I don't need to fix it. So, and I've yeah. never, I've never untorqued anything with it. Now, if you're a center lock person, if you have center lock wheels, which are stupid, um, <laughs> sorry, Porsche guys, I was one and I had them and they're stupid. I will never have them again. You need a specific wrench and that is Precision, in- Precision Instruments C4D600F 36H, it's a torque wrench and breaker bar, which means you can change the it head off. It doesn't come with the car. I know the socket comes with the car. The socket comes with the car, not the wrench. Mm, okay. And so that breaks down in half, so you can actually store it in the car. <laughs> and that thing requires 450 foot-pounds of torque-ish. Maybe it's 550. I can't remember. It's some insane Sometimes amount. you just got to stand on the end of it. Yeah. Depending on who put on your center locks. Yeah. And so that's the one you need. And it's about 500 bucks when it's in stock. You need to set up alerts for when it's in stock because anybody with center locks on anything knows that's the one to get. So And it's not cheap. Nope, 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. really only has, I mean, you can use it for everything. It's a great torque wrench, but it's always out of stock, and it's, yeah, it's the one. Get it, yeah. Uh, the next one we've talked about is a breaker bar for basically being able to, you know, again, break things off, not put things, you can torque things on with these, but to, you always want to check it after with, with a torque wrench. Well, sort of. I, I put a caveat on there because I've, I have done the aftermath of doing that, and breaker bars are two things, strong and long. And yep. that's, that's their requirement. And so, because they're leverage. And so a three quarter inch breaker bar, which is great, uh, will break anything loose when they're typically like three feet long, a half inch one is typically what you need half inch and a three eighths. You don't need a quarter inch breaker bar. If you need a quarter inch breaker bar, you probably get into specialized stuff because a, a good quarter inch ratchet should break anything quarter inch size loose. Yes. But if they're dirt cheap, dirt cheap, like 20 bucks for a half inch breaker bar. And because they're long and heavy, you could just like, lean on it lightly and it'll break a lug nut loose Yeah, if you don't have the impact wrench. So, but yeah, yeah you want it. I have the half inch and the three eighths. They just sit in the toolbox and I'm thankful when I need them because I can literally beat on them with a sledgehammer if I need to. And I have, I have taken the jack handle to one and broken a, a hub nut loose. Now hub nut is what holds the CV axle in and they're massively torqued. I think it was 32 millimeter on the Land Cruiser and that thing, the long breaker bar plus the jack handle like just made it Butter to take off. Yeah. So. Uh, the next one is a screwdriver set, and you have the Craftsman CMHT65046. And one thing I really like about this is it has nothing to do with the screwdrivers that come with it. It comes with picks. Yep. Which is something you, you don't re- realize you need until you have them, and then you use them all the time. But um, this is just a great screwdriver set. It's a basic set. I mean, I think... Uh, I'm trying to think how how many screwdrivers does it come with? It's like a 25-piece. That's right. 25-piece set. It's cheap, too. It's a great set. If you've ever had a screwdriver, you've used one of these Craftsman's ones because they're just, they're massively produced. They work. You lose them. You buy a new set because it's not costing you that much. Yeah, and they fit a wrench on the handle. They're color-coded to Phillips and Flathead. You can easily look at them and know which one you're picking up. And they have a lifetime warranty. And I think there's red on the handle for flatheads and then blue is or there's red and blue on. Yeah. So and Phillips and it's black for torques. If you have torques, Phillips or seriously, serious screwdrivers. It, and it comes, it comes with, it comes with the, the little like L shaped, uh, screwdrivers too. Uh, it's great for furniture yeah. for furniture, things like that. It comes with stubbies and then it comes with a, um, 
it's not a gapping tool. What is that that it comes with? Just the mini flathead on one side of the tool. And the other. Oh, that's what it is. It, it's like a flat. It's like a. It's like a keychain kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you always have one with you. Yeah. Anyway, they're dirt cheap, and yeah, they're the Craftsman screwdriver and the way they look have been around forever for a reason. So, yeah. so I think those are the ones you should go with. We we're talking about the handles earlier. That's one of the, my biggest complaints with other screwdrivers is like. It may be really identifiable from the back of the handle, but you don't look at your screwdrivers from the back. You look at them looking down in the toolbox. And so okay. I want to look down and see them really easy. And yes, you can do the pretty foam insert in the toolbox and get them all the way you want them. But. The Milwaukee set I have has, has, has an imprint on the back that tells you what it is if you're looking down at it. And it's a rubberized grip, which I like. Yeah. But you can also tear your hands up with those because they'll move and your hand won't. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, the exception to this rule is precision, precision screwdrivers. Electronics. Glasses are what most people think of with these, yeah. but uh, there are plenty of times where I've needed these for very small adjustments, uh, gunsmithing, things like that. Anytime you're dealing with really small screws. You now, okay, I've had, I don't know how many stupid cheap ones from Tecton and whatever non-name brand I've got, and I've always end up stripping the tips on them yeah, because they're just not very good. The steel's not very good. Uh, 30 bucks you can get a set from Weira, W-E-R-A, and they are actually more of a premium tool brand. This is actually quite a bit. 30 bucks is a lot. Well, I think a lot of people buy them at like Bartell Drugs right, when exactly. they fix their glasses, like yeah. you said. So, so if yeah. you want to buy one set and never buy a set again, buy yeah. the Weira set. Yeah. It's uh, The handles are really nice to use, unlike the rest of them. They actually have a lot of good leverage. The tips don't strip out immediately. So I wanted to call that out because I, after spending probably 100 bucks over the years on cheap sets, I just finally got the Weira set and never have to worry about it again. Yeah. Uh, the next one, the T-handle hex keys. Now, there's a lot of hex keys on this. A lot of hex keys on this kit. I have never, I mean, when I think of hex keys, I think of more of something to work on a bike. You think of somebody, you know, spinning it. But I, I love the Craftsman set. I've, I think I've got a Cobalt set. But um, yeah, both. Yeah. this is so nice to have. Even nicer is to have a place to store them because if you don't, they're a little hard to store if you yeah, don't have up a bunch of space. Yeah, they take up a bunch of space if you don't have like a basically a vertical store, but it's exactly what you're thinking about. It's a T-handle and a lot of them have, have a bit on the bottom and then they will have a bit built into the handle as well. Yep. Like this Craftsman set does. It's a 14 Husky key. set's got a key set like that. Yeah, the, the Craftsman just seemed to be the right price for the set is what I found. Yes. I don't really, I, as a home mechanic, you're not going to see a huge difference in these. The ball end set gives you a nice leverage at an angle, uh, which these don't have. I have a separate ball end set. Uh, I don't think you necessarily need that as a shade tree mechanic. You probably, you might find a case where you do, and you can get a cheap set from, you know, Harbor Freight or whatever. But uh, just having the T handles gives you a lot more leverage, a lot more torque. Yeah. Really nice to have. Agreed. <clears throat> a plier set. Uh, channel locks basically is what we're talking about. I mean, anything, well, I mean, you can get sets that have a needle nose, uh, yeah, this, nose, the channel, channel lock set has that. Yeah. 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 I've had the cheap ones again. I've stripped them out. I've ended up, uh, burring the edges on the wire cutters, even on like home wiring. They just, the cheap sets just aren't worth it. And the channel lock set isn't inexpensive. I think, no. it, I think it's like 25 bucks for the four set of four. And again, this is a tool that if you have a good set, you don't have to keep buying. You just have your one set, you put it in your toolbox and it's good forever. I know I've said it a hundred times, but there's a great Milwaukee set that comes with, it comes with a small channel lock, large channel lock, larger needle nose, and then, but it's also got a, a wire stripper on it too. Mm, so, yeah. yeah. It's funny because the next one on here, I didn't actually own until about six months ago, and I found a cheap one on Amazon, which worked has worked yeah. great, but is a, is a snap ring plier set. Um, if you don't know what this is, and you've ever worked in automotive or things like that, and you get those rings that, there's, they're a C-ring, but then they've got two little holes in it, like it looks like a, some CD type of- axles. Yeah. The pair of pliers go in there and it spreads yeah. out the ring and then you can pull the ring off. And you could get ones. In fact, the one I've got is is one set of pliers and then you can just change the heads on it, which is really yeah. nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, I recommended the Work Pro set, but it's uh, like I said, I haven't really found a huge difference. Uh, if you do this a lot, gear wrench sets quite a bit nicer with better steel. That's typically the only thing you're paying for in these is what they're made out of. But I mean, I don't use snap ring pliers enough to really have it be a problem. But the Work Pro test. set's nice because they're they're four individual sets and they come they come with a, a tool roll and all that. Yeah. So you're going to have more places to store tools if you get all these things than you're going to ever need. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, the next one I wanted to make sure I. Can't run this one out. This is one of the most expensive tools for what it is on the list, and that's the Vice Grips, and that's the Malco LP10WC set. That specific one is the one you want. I have had so many stupid, crappy pairs of Vice Grips, mm-hmm. and until you have a pair that actually has really nice tolerances and closes really easy and adjusts really easy, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Again, 50 bucks. This is a lot for a pair of Vice Grips. Um, I use Vice Grips a lot. I mean, I use them for more than working on the car is the thing. Vice Grips are just one of those things that's good for setting something in place while I glue it. I mean, they're just... One of those things, again, you buy, you use all the time. Yeah, but this one's got like a built-in cutter in it, too. Yep. I haven't seen that before. Uh, I've, nice. I've used mine to pull out strip screws. Yeah. Like, I, if I can grab the head of a screw, I can pull it out with these and turn it. Like, they're that good, and they won't strip out. Like, the cheap ones, you'll notice that you'll grind the head away, the, the teeth on them away really easy the first time you actually need them to actually turn anything. Yeah. These don't do that, so. Yeah. Uh, the next two go hand-in-hand, hand, really. <laughs> Is a rounded nut uh, bolt extractor set and a tap-and-die set. Yeah. So... Rounded nut bolt extractor set. If you've ever had to work on an old car, <laughs> you're going to end up using these a lot. I've had more sets of these things than I care to talk about after the Triumph, but yeah. Right, yeah. If you've worked on it, if you're re- doing any restoration project, these are good to have around and they will save you a nightmare of a headache. And that's, uh, But the only brand I recommend for the rounded the extractor set is a rocket socket set. Everything else doesn't even come close. It's the materials these guys use. It's just a really high grade of steel, which means a lot of high grip and strength that doesn't strip out. And that's what you need. It's something that really holds on tight. These do that. And this is also something, I mean, not necessarily the rounded nut, but the tap and die set you can get yourself into. If, if you're, I mean, you're talking about rethreading something <sighs> yeah. or, or, I mean, you could really screw something up. So be very careful when you, I mean, that, that tap and die set by Nico that you, you have is great. But if you do it wrong, you could end up really screwing something up. And if you're tapping into a block or something and you really do it, you're talking about redrilling it, filling it, and then starting over. Yeah, so. I want to talk about, yeah, specifically that. If you're like tapping and dying into a block of an engine, this is not the set you need. <laughs> this is a home tree mechanic kind of set, and the tolerances aren't going to be as good. And this is, you absolutely get what you pay for. There's a reason tap and die sets are hundreds and hundreds of dollars when you get really nice one. This is a... Um, you know, I rounded out a bolt in the alternator. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, or I rounded out the, the hole in an alternator, or I just need to get something close enough to thread. This is, this is going to do that over and over again. I've used this set for years and it's been fine. Uh, really high, st- high grade steel. If you're going into that, you need a really high grade steel tap and die set. So you may want to spend the money on something better in this if, but it's kind of a luxury item. I found I use this set maybe once a year. That's it. I probably don't use it more than once a year. For yeah. that, and for a life, that's a lifetime supply for me, <laughs> is this set. So, but if you do this a lot, um, but it's good for everything. So, I want to. There's a term that Dan has used several times, and I just want to clarify: it's shade tree mechanic. Oh, I realize. Um, yeah. When no, you think about this, basically, it's it's the, the guys that have fixed a car and they're hoisting an engine out because they're below an oak tree under the shade tree. There's yeah. not. It's not a type of thing, but it's just the classic it's in the south like think of the general lee under a tree they're jacking the engine out because it's tied to an oak (laughs) yes yes there you go yeah the next three we can kind of put together and that's hammers um i'm not talking framing hammers i'm talking wood hammers i'm talking the hammers you use under your car uh the ones you don't talk about you use a lot that's uh (laughs) dead blow hammers mini sledgehammers rubber mallets so the dead blow set is 
probably the most handy set because of the way a dead blow works is sand filled head. You press it and then it transfers that energy forward like a little mini, um, I don't know what you call it, like, it was pendulum effect. It's great for knocking out a stuck brake rotor. It's uh, it's not a precision tool. <laughs> I always I don't ever use the 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 sand ones. I use the ball bearing ones. And I will tell you this: I use them to because I've got uh, the the knockoff caps on the on the Triumph. Yeah, <laughs> these are tools of destruction. I mean, they're soft, but many a time, in fact, I've done it once. I've I've used a, a, a soft blow hammer, and the head has come off because I bought a cheap one, and it came back and hit me in the face, which <laughs> hurts. Just so we're clear. Um, but this is something. They're, they're made of materials that are not supposed to hurt the things that they are. You're hitting, especially if you've got rubber mallet. Is rubber yeah. mallet? I mean, I mean, rubber mallets, but I mean the soft blow, like the, the yeah. soft blow, or you sometimes softer plastics. Yeah, depending if full of sand or 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 ball bearings. Um, I've heard somebody said there was one with water, but I think that's the dumbest thing in the world because you wouldn't get the mass. But yeah, <laughs> that's so, interesting. Yeah, yeah. The the only thing I have in here, the the tool we don't talk about that we use all the time is the mini sledge. Yes. There's the, the term get a bigger <laughs> hammer comes out often when you're doing brake jobs or yeah. suspension work. And I don't mean like banging your suspension with that, but if you're trying to remove a stuck rotor from an East Coast car that's like rusted solid to the hub, uh, you can use a mini sledge and get the four pound one because you don't use a mini sledge as a precision tool where you tap things lightly. Use a mini sledge to knock something loose. So go with the big one, go with the four pound. It's a craftsman, it's only like 20 bucks. Uh, that said, if you are into the, if you're a brake job person like we are, get an air hammer. Like it's it's fifty bucks for a cheap air hammer and it will knock a brake a stuck brake rotor loose instantly. Yes. Yeah. I went for years without doing this, like twenty, and once I got one, I'm like, why the f <laughs> why didn't did I, I buy this? what's yeah. twenty years ago? Because yeah. even a really crappy air hammer will knock a brake rotor loose. Yeah. Uh, they're also great for popping ball joints. Yeah. Um. Next thing, I'm uh, gonna talk about wire strippers and a heat gun because they go hand in hand. I mean, the the one thing we want to talk about with wire strippers is there's there's automatic and then there's manual. Everybody thinks of the manual ones. It's the one you, yeah. you put around the wire and do. <laughs> your life will be changed the first time you use an automatic one. <laughs> because if you're like me and you've used the manual one and you pull it off and then all of a sudden it doesn't it doesn't you used one size too big and it doesn't really cut it and then it stretches it and then your wire's too short and you got to start all over. The manual ones <laughs> Cut it, stretch it, pull the it pulls it automatic off. Ones, it, yeah. Yeah, automatic, sorry. The automatic ones are so nice. And the set that Dan has here, the uh, it's I think it's an Irwin automatic through Amazon. They're great. They're, yeah. You know, it's they're such a nice. They complement each other really well. I have a bunch of those extra Dewalt bags, and so I've created this electrical bag, which is like wire strippers, uh, wire cutters, my Wagner heat gun, and it's uh, the heat gun I have recommended here is this electrical heat gun. That's what it's called. Is an electrical heat gun. It's made for heat soldering basically you put it has a little like scoop thing that goes around the wire so you don't toast everything else in your engine bay <laughs> you, no. can so, you can use uh, soft solder connectors and just put the heat gun there but that's in it and a bunch of those soft solder connectors and that's super easy uh, uh, the soft solder connectors are a lifesaver we've I've used it a ton when we were doing the monkey builds and i mean i've got i've got a different heat gun than this i think i got it from dewalt or not dewalt but from home depot really cheap and it came with a bunch of attachments but i didn't realize how much i would use this like yeah. i used it last week to take all the decals off the car so much easier to take decals off when you have to, if you heat them up first and things yep. like that so not too much because you will burn through your paint you will, well yeah this was on the windows but yes you are yes. correct yes so yeah um let's see here. i have a weird one on here after this only because i wanted to bring people's attention to it so you body guys know all about hammer and dolly sets uh if you guys are you doing skipped one I the interior trim removal tools. Oh, I did. Well, you're right. These are wonderful. <laughs> you're right. Interior. Okay, so the, I mean, these are these plastic. They look like little plastic wedges, and the, you can get them in kits. I mean, I think they're 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 cheap. You will use these. It's so nice, especially when you're using, removing interior panels and things like that, because there's so many weird clips. 
Um, you know, I've already used them a bunch. I used a bunch of them to put to replace the light bulbs in the new Subaru because I wanted brighter bulbs. So, and it, it didn't tear anything up, and they're plastic, and you'll you will wreck the the pry tool before you'll wreck the anything you're working on, which is good. Uh, which is what you want. You yeah. want the tool to break before the interior trim piece breaks. Yes, and that's what these are great for. But and these flex a lot too. So Mick Tuning's the set I have on here because it's a nice little case. They've been around a long time. They. Yeah, McTuning's a good name in interior trim tools. Oddly enough, there's always a brand that's like good at one thing. That's what they do well. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, the tool I was talking about earlier that I brought up uh, is a hammer and dolly set. And what a hammer and dolly set is for is shaping metal, soft metal. So like fenders, being at little dings. Uh, I use the last time I used this was for uh, garage cabinets I got that were bent to crap because of delivery. Oh, yeah. And I could be like, well, I could send these back, which is going to be a pain in the butt, or I can grab my hammer and dolly set and just tap everything into place and make it literally perfect again. It's different shapes and different kinds of hammers for light taps that'll mold metal into place. And this is one of those things that you don't really need. It's one of those things that once you have, you will find reasons to use it. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, damaged, uh, one of the things we have down here we talk about a little bit later is tool chests, which always come damaged if you have one shipping. Uh, <laughs> pretty much every single time. And what will save you from having to send it back is to just use your hammer and dolly set. And once you've used it, it's really easy to use. Just tap, 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 go slow. And as long as you're not chipping off paint, you'll be. this is what you need to use. So We're getting into a lot of tools, I mean, minus some of the stuff that's coming up with the, the, the storage that you don't need. Like if you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're the shade tree mechanic and you're just having fun, you don't really need this. I mean, you know, if, if you don't care about the car, the, uh, the, the dead blow hammers that we talked about earlier will take a fender off too that's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i it just it's one of those weird things like i had i ordered some parts for my lawnmower i got the metal grass bin and it came damaged uh because it was poorly packaged from the manufacturer hammer and dolly set shaped it right back into shape no problem if something comes damaged still reach out to the manufacturer because they may send you another one and you end up with yeah this thing was just like you yeah. know i would need the truck to take it back <laughs> so i yeah. was like no no, no it makes sense it. i mean especially if something's being delivered so yeah, yeah. calling a planner spend five minutes yeah five minutes uh next thing on the list grease guns i hate grease guns so much so all of I. them all of them i hate all grease guns and you know truthfully unless you're working heavy equipment every day like a backload or something you need to you know gr- grease it every you don't need one of these i mean it's well, you don't need a fancy one. No, I mean... If you're an off-roader, you do. I don't know if I've ever owned one. Really? Uh, yeah. I motorcycles. I guess I use... Yeah. Yeah. I, I use them a lot because off-roading, <laughs> you can just get dirt and seals and things like that. Um, that's the only th- point I wanted to bring out here is with grease guns is that you either get a cheap one or you get a nice one. And until you get a really nice one, you just have a cheap one. You can get the hand pump ones that are kind of yeah, nice. The yeah. hand pump one, like I said, yeah. the, the U-Tool 8000 PSI one I have on here yeah. is like 20 bucks. And I think the fit... Or maybe it's 30 bucks. But the, the fitting I have on here, the lock and lube fitting, what locks it onto the grease nipple, that's worth more than the gun. I think it's 16 bucks or something, but no matter which one you get, get one of those. If you have heavy equipment, you do a ton of off-roading, you have custom upper and lower control arms that require grease fittings, then you want to go with something like an automatic gun. Uh, DeWalt makes a really nice one. Pump it on, hit the battery, done. I think, I think, but it I takes think a lot to justify that. I've just realized that that is where my, not my knowledge goes, but my willingness to work on something. If I have to go through and start greasing, going through grease nipples and all that, I'm, I've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> like at that point, whatever that vehicle is or thing is, is going into the shop. So, but yeah. Yeah. I say this mainly for just the heavy off-road guys Yeah, uh, where you got to grease your U-joints a lot. Uh, in your in your drive shaft, that's that's really where you're going to see these used a lot. I do on my Land Cruiser a lot. I had yeah. those custom upper control arms, I, and then all the fittings on that. No, I understand. Anything Owning up it, until just, yeah. 2000 had actually a lot of grease fittings, and then we finally got better seals. Is what happened. Is our seal technology came along far enough to where we didn't have to grease everything all the time. 
So we still do. I mean, it's still part of a chassis lube is a thing, and your dealer will do it typically as part of a regular service. You so. blew a seal. No, I was, I was, I was eating a cupcake. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. We'll talk break tools and a few other little things, and we'll finish up for you guys. Longer episode today. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. What do you think I use my tools for the most? Fixing things I break? (laughs) It's not a wrong answer. (laughs) It's not a wrong answer. (laughs) No, it's uh, it's brakes. Yeah. Uh, Brake jobs are the most common thing I do because they're crazy expensive at the dealer and super simple to do. (laughs) Just... I mean, we've talked about it a hundred times, but I laugh every time thinking about changing the brakes <laughs> on, exactly the, on, on the BMW. And like, if you don't know, we, we used Dan's hammers. To, we, we could not get the rotors off in the back because we were real safe and we set the emergency brake before. <laughs> and, we did, and I got frustrated. I literally got in the car and I slammed the emergency brake down because I was so mad. And both the calipers <laughs> fell or the rotors. rotors fell off. And Dan and I are just like, oh, God. But it's one of our best stories. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, brakes are... God, we have so many great brake stories between Garoff's car and trying to the wheels locking up, or, or you had to you had to take the rotors apart to get them off his car that one time. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you say a brake tool, are you talking about something that will push the the, the calipers back? Yeah, okay. and so there's brake specific tools, and there's typically three different types of spreaders. You have your C clamp spreader, which is literally like a clamp that spreads apart. You have an X spreader, which pushes apart, and then you have um, a ratcheting spreader. So the only one I found that's worth spending a little more for is the ratcheting spreader. Lang Tools makes kind of the go-to that everybody buys. The rest of them either don't have enough pressure and strip out, or they don't spread wide enough. And you will need one of these. Yeah. Um, you, when you think about when you're doing your brake pads, the brake pads are, are gone away so that so the, the, uh, the calipers have pushed in. And so you pull off those old pads, you're like, oh, I'll just throw in the new pads. Well, you throw in those new pads, you've got less space because the, the thickness of the pads. You're going to have to spread out your calipers. You're going to have to push the, um, the pistons in. Yeah, and so the Lang Tools is the one I say, if you're going to buy one, buy the one from Lang Tools because it's the one that does the most jobs. It'll do multi-piston calipers, and to use this properly, you put in the old brake pads, you put this between it, you ratchet it back and forth, and that spreads it back to the edges. Simple as that. Really easy thing to do. I've done. Also, also, don't hit your brakes when you're doing your brakes. Yeah, don't do that. And and (laughs) they won't come apart, yeah. Yeah. So watch a YouTube video of your brakes being done. That's simply the best way to do it. See what tools they use. Uh, yep. But typically, this spreader will do the most for the least amount of work. And like I said, it's a lifetime warranty tool. 50 bucks once is a really cheap investment. You can buy all of the parts, all of the tools, and still be less than a dealer brake job. Um, there are certain vehicles where I recommend going to the dealer. If you have carbon ceramic brakes, <laughs> don't, even don't, don't bother. Yeah. I mean, you can do it. I'm not. It, it's really no more complicated than any other brake job except that if you drop one you'd probably just lost six grand yeah so and you should never have to change the caliper or the rotors on one of those ever unless you're tracking it which you shouldn't be doing on carbon ceramics anyway for most people even even people who can afford it swap into the steels i'm just saying that i get the biggest kick out of that that most people race on steel brakes yeah i mean you would think they'd be racing on carbons but yeah Yeah, outside of like pro racing teams you don't race on carbons anyway um 
We talked about scan tools a little bit. I think we've gotten enough in our Carter Super Tip of the Week. Yeah. Uh, speaking of brakes, I don't think this is a requirement, but you'll find it useful a lot, especially if you were into gunsmithing, and that is a roll pin punch set. I actually use this a lot to knock bolts out that are like I just can't quite get enough reach in. You can do it with a screwdriver too, though. So this is kind of a buy it once, never again thing. It's just a precision punch lets you get into tight spaces or to knock out those brake caliper pins without marring the calipers. And I think this is along the same lines, but it's a great tool I bought. It's, uh, I used mine, but it's it's, it's to uh, be able to push the pins out of a chain, motorcycle chain. Yeah. Same thing. Yep, so. Same thing. If you do it wrong, you can break these. Yes. <laughs> I've replaced mine a couple of times. Uh, the next thing is an oil filter wrench and socket. This is something that people, they, they try to get down there, they try to get with channel locks and they end up, I mean... It's not as bad when you're taking off the old filter because if you screw up the old filter, it's coming off anyways, but you will create an absolute mess. And if yeah. you don't, if it breaks the filter apart and you can't get it off, then you got a big problem. A lot of times, like Mercedes has a, a, an actual socket that goes on the top of the, the, the filter and you unscrew it. A, a basic oil filter wrench will help you with pretty much any car. Yep. Uh, yeah, they, I use the, 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 the wrench itself is to like get filters I don't have an actual socket for. I have oil filter specific sockets and I buy one for every car I have. Now I have a full set. Yeah. You can just buy the, if you do this a lot, you can just buy the gear wrench set. I think it's like 30 bucks. You basically will fit everything but large diesel filters, but pretty much every V8 and four cylinder under the sun fits one of these. There's only about, I think five or six different ones for basically every modern car that doesn't use a cartridge. Yeah. So uh, good thing to have if you do a lot of oil changes or you help your friends. It's just doesn't hurt. Yeah, doesn't hurt. Uh, next, we should talk a little bit about tool accessories, bits, chemicals, things like that. Uh, not a whole lot on the, I mean, there's a lot on the list online. We're not going to talk about a, couple of, a lot of it here. I just wanted to like touch on a few things that I feel like people should know because I went through a lot of trial and error until I knew this. I've broken <laughs> so many bits. The the, first, the step up bits are one of the best things you can buy. I never yes. thought I, I've, I've never needed it. I've always needed it and never had it. And I love them. It's so nice, especially when you're doing like interior work or something like that, and you're trying to put in custom switches and things like that. If you don't know what this is, it, it looks like a cone, and it's got about seven to eight or nine different rings on it. And as you go, it, it'll tell you, you know, it, it drills a bigger and bigger hole, which is really nice if you're trying to do something. I mean, they will drill through metal too. Yeah, and that's the, the thing about these is you, you run them low speed to start. So uh, you, typically, if you're doing metal, you start with a pilot hole with a small bit. A lot of these now are sharp enough you don't need to. I When I was doing the the bumper for the Land Cruiser, I needed to drill into the frame, which I was a little afraid to do because I'm like, man, how many bits is this going to take? And I after going through like six regular bits, I grabbed this step-up bit because it was what I had left, and I was desperate, and I was like, screw it. This thing's <laughs> dirty. Why not? Well, it's, it's cheap. You know, the one I had in here, was, and I have these exact same ones, this Nico step step drill bits. I have a set of three that I bought for, I think, 20 bucks. This thing went right through my frame like butter. You, you can get these. These these can be expensive. There's a, oh, DeWalt, yeah. there's a DeWalt set and a Milwaukee set that will you need to finance but yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah but even the cheap set for occasional use does a great job and if you run them low speed they're actually like you said great for plastic uh yeah. and like going really slow and just getting the right size they're perfect little hole saws so and the next one i have is if you're gonna buy drill bits you want precision bits too because obviously those are not precise they build they drill giant holes even the small ones compared to like a small uh, tiny bit i specifically recommended the dewalt impact ready bits because they're quick change so you can run them in your, your little quarter-inch impact driver like we talked about earlier, or you can put it in any other regular drill you got, and just away they go. And the DeWalt ones hold up the best. There's been a lot of tests on them. DeWalt by far outlasted them, and they're no more expensive than anything else. Yeah. So, Agreed. Uh, next one, hex and torque bits. And I use these things for everything. 
a lot of furniture. Do you have any ones like I got a? It's a custom wrench that came. The reason I bring this up is because it was recent in my mind. Like with my Yakima rack, it came with bolts that were hex, but then they had a hole in the middle of them, so you had to have a special bit to go in there with. Yeah. So you can. I don't have this on this list, but that's called the security bit, and they do make a full extended length security bit set, and it's big. It's like twenty bits, I think, maybe twenty five bits. Yeah, Yeah. it's really nice. I have. I do have that set finally, Mm -hmm. Um, mainly because I used it for electronics and things like that. I didn't need it very often, but it had so many bits in it. I just ordered it a, lot, a long time ago, and I keep using. It. I have a whole drawer full of these, just just these long hex and torx bits. It's with my Allen head, my T handles, and everything else. You have whole drawers of everything. I do, <laughs> and so yeah. But I use these all the time. Uh, I have them in long too, extended length sizes, because and I just end up using them all the time for weird stuff, especially motorcycles, though. Yeah, everything seems to be an Allen head. <laughs> that and those and the T wrenches, I use them yeah. a ton. Yeah. Uh, the next thing, we talked about this a little bit earlier, these specialty impact sockets. So the one time I broke a socket yeah, was because I was trying to use a non-impact socket on an impact, and I cracked it, and I chipped a tooth doing it too, actually. Like the, the force of it breaking, like I was biting down as did I didn't notice it. but the Oh, you the, actually chipped one of your teeth. Yeah. Oh, geez, okay. It didn't hit me in the mouth. What had happened was the weird reverberation, I was, it, it like cracked really suddenly yeah. and I was torquing down on the wrench and it I just chipped a tooth a little tiny bit on a That's long time ago still, okay super weird thing to happen but yeah told you not to use your teeth on that yeah, yeah. don't use non-impact don't use non-impact sockets for impact work there's you a reason will, you will know if it's an impact socket it will say it's an impact socket and it'll be black 99% of the time yeah yeah so yeah um, they make specialty wheel sockets I want to talk about that too so if you have really nice wheels, you want a rim protector. They make them in sets all the time. Best ones I found are the OEM tools because those are the ultra thin. So typically the problem with those is they add a plastic sleeve on the outside, which makes them thicker, and they don't fit in the wheels. So you need a really thin set. And remember, if you're putting on wheels, these things aren't meant to be torqued over 100 foot-pounds. These are meant for torquing down your wheels and loosening them. So, But if you are doing over 100 foot-pounds, they're typically on there too tight. Yeah. If you have aluminum or titanium lugs, it's even lower usually. So if you're going to pay that much for wheels... Get yeah, this. get these. Yeah, or just call right away tire. Yeah, <laughs> that too. That too. Um, and then the last thing, in, well, on sockets and stuff, I'm talking about is impact socket adapters. Now, these are the things, the quarter inch drive ones that go in my little impact driver. Problem is, they're always black. So when I'm looking for them in my tool bag. I'm grabbing out like ten different ones because I have so many of them. So I finally found a set that has colors. And Ares is the company that makes them. I've never broken a set of these. I just end up, and they have, but they come in three-inch length, which is standard, and also six-inch for a little extra length, so I don't have to add an extension to it. But this will allow you to run sockets on your quarter-inch impact driver for low low torque stuff. Which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. As far as uh, some chemicals, really quick, you know, you want brake part, brake part lubricant and or brake clean. You want that kind of stuff. Uh, you want an anti-seize, a brake cleaner, and then a basic grease. And the grease obviously applies back to the the grease gun as well. But I mean, those 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 the, what is it? The Lucas Red. The, yeah, Lucas yeah. Lu- Lucas Red and Tacky or Valvoline Full Synthetic, either one of those. I mean, every every true mechanic shop has a can of that sitting there. You know, if you need it, you know, to pack bearings or whatever it is. But it's it's always good, especially the brake cleaner and lubricants and things like that. Anti-seize will always be great. I mean, Loctite is just you're going to be. Yeah, Loctite, anti-seize, brake parts, clean, lubricant, brake cleaner, grease. Those are your standard things you should have in every every garage, and they're cheap. To, I mean, I go through a grease container once every few years. You just keep it, keep the lid tight. Don't let it get in the moisture. That's about it. Uh, the only thing I want to add on here is the brake parts lubricant. There are specific ones. You need to read about them and what they do. Loctite will answer you if you if you call them. Same with uh, Permatex. 
both of those you can reach out to and say, which one do I need? And the reason you should ask that, I've, I've listed the kind here and what the different kinds of what they do, but some of the formulas will swell the rubber that is on brake boots on brake pins. These They have specific types made for older style or industrial applications that don't have that type of rubber. And then they have passenger kind and they have high heat kind for high temp brakes. Think like Brembo, eight piston calipers, track time. If you service your brakes a lot, it's not going to matter uh, as far as like getting the high temp stuff. You're going to go through this stuff fast enough that it, it won't matter. You'll just keep doing it every time you do your brakes. And if you change your pads a lot, you do this every time anyway. Sure. But it's just something to keep in mind if you're doing a passenger car where you typically do your brakes 150,000 miles. That's a long time. And you want to get a really, really good grease in there that's not going to wash away, especially here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's in there for a purpose. Yeah. Yep. Close this up. This is sort of other essentials. Um, this is personal protection. This is headlamps, floor jacks, bench vices, uh, toolboxes. Um, the first thing is PPE. So this is your, you know, your your goggles. This is your safety glasses. This is your your gloves, your coveralls. Apparently, you know, not Carhartt right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently that's not the thing. <laughs> that's that's not the thing. Whatever. You know, I gotta say something. Okay, if you don't know, people are mad at Carhartt. Don't go burn your Carhartts. That's the, <laughs> that's you're not teaching Carhartt a lesson. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I was just laughing about. <laughs> You've already it got them. Yeah, I, I get the biggest. If you don't know, Carhartt had something about the vaccine, and, and the blue collar people that wear Carhartt didn't like it, and they're burning their carts. And I'm like, dude, you're just burnt. I mean, it still works. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, safety glasses are always important. I, I think I'm the biggest fool about doing that. I have the time I don't wear them. Um, I should. You always should have something. And I. I falls in my eyes all the time and i wonder why i don't have when them, I'm crawling so. under the car yeah or when it, the worst is when i'm grinding on something oh god yes so yeah. uh all the time when i do brake rotors i resurface the hubs and i do that with a grinding tool like just a either a dewalt or a sanding disc or anything and i have literally stuck metal in my forehead yep from a loose just you get metal shavings in your brakes and in your hubs and it <laughs> i had glasses on but it literally stuck me in the forehead and hurt like hell so that's a good reminder. And I know this is coming from somebody who's single, but go out and get yourself a good pair of Dickies coveralls and then take that can of grease and cover your face and then walk in the house. You're going to look manly. She's going to want to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I was wrenching on the brakes, babe. Yeah, ladies <laughs> so, do the same. That's hot, too. Absolutely. Yeah. God, yes. <laughs> God, yes. Uh, the last thing I've tried, every pair of gloves under the sun. Amex Glove Works tend to hold up the longest. They're about 30 bucks a box. The price of latex went through the roof during yeah. COVID due to supply chain. And so they went from like 15 bucks a box to about 30, but I'm the, using are those the black ones or the green ones. No, all the same. I have all glove work okay. gloves. I have black green, whatever's on sale. Yeah. I get the, that. And so uh, I typically go for the brighter colors just because I like to be able to see things in my hands better, yeah. especially I'm using small things, small bolts and things. Is that how you do it? Okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta put my gloves on. <laughs> sure, uh-huh, sure, Dan. Speaking yeah. of which, then I put on a headlamp. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna find it eventually. Get the grace. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and don't be fooled by every headlamp under the sun. Uh, I've narrowed it down. The black diamond spot 325 and 350 has been by far the best one I found for actual visibility, ease of use with thick gloves. It's because you're gonna use these in the cold too. I use mine hiking. I use mine working on the car, but it's not that expensive. It's like 30 bucks and super bright. If you're yeah. an outdoorsy person too, I got. I think I got mine for the trip at at, at REI, and it was the it was it was like ten dollars. You can get cheaper ones. So oh yeah, just yeah. any headlamp. That's yeah. the one I found. I still have the first one I bought twelve years ago. It's because you care for your. I uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next thing is is uh, floor jack. <laughs> um, Fun topic. Yeah. Do not buy the Harbor Freight. <laughs> you put the Harbor Freight ones in here. 
No, no, no. I don't mean not the. This is the hydraulic floor jack. Oh, jack okay. Stands. I was, I was like, dude. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. For jack stands, do yeah. not buy the Harbor Freight jack stands. Yeah. They've supposedly corrected the design, but uh, having oh. falling jack stands was enough to never buy Harbor Freight once again. You can get similar priced ones on Amazon, but as far as floor jacks. Pittsburgh. And why say Pittsburgh? Because Snap-on lost. Snap-on and Pittsburgh had a big argument about copying design. Well, that's because Snap-on was putting their name on Pittsburgh floor jacks and charging $600 for them. So, oh. so they lost that. Uh, floor jacks, a floor jacks, a floor jack until you get into a brand like Pro Eagle. But there are differences depending on the cars. The low pro yeah. versus the, the higher ones. Yeah, so, you need yeah. a high one for a truck. You need a super low profile one. Almost everybody has the one and a half ton aluminum racing jack, they call it. Just because it's easy to move. It's racing nothing. It's a stupid name. But it's a good, that's the one you have. It's so heavy. No, I have the steel one. It's, well, that's why it's so heavy. It is. Yeah. But that one has an ultra high reach because I needed it for the Land Cruiser. No, yeah, I get it. It's just, yeah. I, I don't know. Don't ask me why. When I was working on the car last time, I picked it up and walked it across the parking lot. It's <laughs> like, why didn't I just put it in the car and take it up? Okay, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the thing weighs a ton. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, just any standard Pittsburgh jack from Harbor Freight tends to do the job. Costco often has these dirt cheap two. Uh, but like I said, the the only real ones I found that are really worth the money are the Pro Eagle off road ones, and those are super high reach. They have really nice tires on them that are they're solid, but they're able you can move them through the dirt basically. Yeah. So those are really nice, but they're like five hundred bucks. You can get those from our buddies at Vogue Auto Work locally. So they're cool. The next thing we want to talk about is kind of everything together is bench vices and toolboxes. So if you think you won't use a bench vice, you're wrong. Yeah. There's so many applications for it. If even if it's like, you know, taking apart a shock or taking apart a strut or I mean needing to grab onto something, having a third hand to grab onto something while you're trying to, you know, open a seal or in anything. It's so nice. Um do not skimp on this and do not skimp on how you attach it to the bench. That's the main thing. So many people <laughs> buy these things and they don't attach them to things and then they don't work because you go to put something in it and it falls off there. So, yeah, <laughs> it is important to to follow the instructions and bolt it to the bench correctly and bolt it to something that is actually going to stay. I've seen so many people bolt it into like a little piece of countertop or something and I'm like, <laughs> right? that's not going to work. Like, yeah, half inch yeah. particle board. And it just yeah. like rips that's off the particle board. not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Yoast makes one for 30 bucks, which is a four inch standard workshop duty vice. It's pretty much good for everything. It's nothing special, but for 30 bucks doesn't cost a lot. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. Anyway. And here comes the, the big toolbox. Okay, so this is, this again, this is Sharks and Jets. I mean, uh, in Dan's notes, Nick has a Milwaukee one, and it looks oddly good in his living room, which is not a joke. It, it literally is in my living room. Very so, nice. Yeah, I love it. Um, I bought too big. I thought I bought too big. I, I've changed my opinion on that. I have not bought too big because it is full. Um, <laughs> it's well organized, but it's full. Actually, okay. one of the reasons is because I need to find a, t- a straight-up storage device for my T-handles because they take up a whole drawer, and I need the drawer. Yep. Um, this is... Personal preference. This is how much storage you need. I mean, you can get storage. You can get toolboxes from Costco, Home Depot, Harbor Freight, Snap-on Tool. I mean, yeah. you know, you can spend literally fifty, sixty thousand dollars on a toolbox if you want to. But Dan uses the the Husky heavy duty workbenches. Um, the one you have right now is not Husky though, is it? It is a Husky. It's not heavy duty. Yeah. And so I have the standard forty six inch. Which if you've ever seen the black standard Husky with the uh, wood top. It's not yeah. very big. That's the one I have. And I bought it because it was easy to move around, and I didn't have a lot of tools when I first bought it. I think I bought it on Craigslist, new, but from Craigslist for 200 bucks. Yeah. And now the top drawer is broken. I have new slides on order for it. It's bursting at the seams. And then I have the smaller one that we had from RCS, full. And yes. so now I'm waiting till it goes on sale 
for the 72 inch <laughs> giant workbench that's twice as deep and <laughs> you know it, it, it's one of those things like whatever one you think you like yeah i think that's the right size for me go bigger than that it like a lot bigger mm-hmm. it's it's like a house you you just end up filling it with you stuff will. you will with all this stuff yeah and it'll take probably half the time you think it will yeah or a couple of nights with a couple of beers on the home depot website Right, hypothetically, uh, but uh. just get, get the heavy duty one. Like I said, if you're especially the longer the top drawer, the heavier duty it needs to be. So yeah. if you have a really long and really wide top drawer, that's great for that really long torque wrench, which weighs twenty pounds, <laughs> and then it breaks. So take that take that into consideration, and you'll want your most common tools in that top drawer because that's the easiest one to grab. Yeah, do heavy duty. I mean, the, yep. the, the little ones that you can pull around your garage are nice, but just. You know, and obviously there's an aesthetics issue to this. A lot of people want to have their garage look good, you know, so, you know, work with that. I mean, you know, I, Milwaukee red looks good in the apartment. That's not why I bought it, but so, yeah. Yeah. The Milwaukee standard toolbox is heavy duty for the yeah. record. It's yeah. the, it's the light duty ones from Husky and Harbor Freight that you will break. And you will, yeah, you'll kill them for, yeah. yeah uh, what's next? Suck too. Um, yeah. We, the last thing I have on here that I want to go over is hand tool and cleaner. <laughs> this little tiny thing you should get. It's called scrubs in a bucket. Yep. Scrubs in a bucket is these little pre-moistened towels, towelettes, but they're not sloppy wet like you would like a glass cleaner. They are uh, pumice and what do you call it? Orange. Yeah. And so just like the hand cleaner. Yeah. And so, but they're really great for not just your hands. They'll pull anything off your hands and they don't have any, you don't, they don't require any water. You just wipe them down, but they're great for wiping down your tools. Yeah. And so I use them all the time for that They're as saved well. on your tools too. Yeah. Like yep. So there's not I wipe down my DeWalt stuff with it all the time. I mean, there's a few other things we, we, we've talked about in the past, like quick jacks. That's something you can get at Costco. Look into those. That's, I mean, if you yeah, really Costco want to be only. Costco only, um, they're great, but it's not anything you need. Um, and they're kind of, they're heavy to store and things like that. But that's it, again, Black Friday, things like that. So um, again, this is just our ideas, uh, actually more Dan's ideas and the fact of sitting down and his OCD kicked in one night <laughs> and did this, but uh, drugs. Drugs, drugs, so many drugs. <laughs> no, the good drugs, ADHD drugs. But um, this is this is no means new. You need to go out and spend, you know, the tens of thousands of dollars that this list would would make you spend. But um, it's always about finding the tool that, you know, if you're under your car and you go, God, I I really could use a tool that you know I, I gets into this area. Go find that tool because if you need it once, you'll need it again. And there are places, I think Home Depot, you can rent tools too, especially the power tools, yeah. which is kind of nice to do if you don't want to go out and buy something, especially with the bigger stuff. But I think even the, they, some of the smaller hand tools they can rent too. So yep. Home Depot, uh, any auto parts store, you can get torque wrenches, you can get uh, even even sockets. Like Because how many times are you going to need a 32 millimeter socket? How many CV axles are you going to do? Uh, if you do a lot, sure, go buy one. It's only 20 bucks on Amazon but it's probably $4 to rent. Yeah. You just go use it for the night or two, bring it back and you're out $4. If you need pneumatic air tools, you can rent those impacts, like all that heavy duty stuff. If you want all of it in one place, you don't have the garage, go see our friends at Stu's garage. Absolutely. Every tool under the sun, you don't ever have to worry about breaking it. They will show you how to use every tool. You don't have to be intimidated. doesn't matter how much experience you have. You say, hey, I want to do my brakes. I saw this YouTube video. I think I can do it. And those guys, while they can't help you do the job, they can tell you how the tools work, walk you through it. They'll tell you about common failures they've seen. That's the way to do it. I agree. I agree. Great, guys. Uh, we've had Stu on the show. Um, and congratulations on the expansion again. So Yeah. It's a long list. It's a long episode. But I think it was kind of fun to kind of sit down and kind of talk about uh, talk about everything and realize how much money we have both spent on tools. Um. Oh, man. 
Dude. It's worth it, though. I mean, 100% That's just automotive stuff. I know. I haven't looked at my woodworking stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't I don't want to go into that because I, I have total woodworking stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, I probably doubled the cost of this list in DeWalt tools as far as, like, my specialty saws now, things like that. There are those people that get OCD and they get to a color. You know, they, they only do it because they're orange and black. And then, they you know, pretty soon their whole garage is orange yeah. and black. Hi, those people, you can't, you can't trust those people. I mean, it's just, you know, so... Yeah, or you can be like Garvin and be like, hey, I have all these tools. I better learn how to use them all and make a ton of projects. God. <laughs> Pisses me off how talented that man is. I know. Uh, <laughs> I have to learn by breaking everything. He just gets it right the first time. I know. Time. It's like, oh, look at this beautiful table I made. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Um, well, that I think that kind of wrap up, wraps up this episode. Anything else you want to add on? Uh, just two events coming up. We've got uh, oh, yeah. the ladies' events on February 5th at Griot's Garage and member photo shoots on the same day. Yeah. So uh, we talked about it in the last episode, but check out avance.com slash events, uh, and you'll see all the Seattle events, Portland events, Denver events, and more coming because Avance is growing like everything else out there. There's some really cool stuff coming, guys. Very cool stuff. Really cool stuff coming. Um, you know, we uh, yet again, we I want to thank uh, Griot's Garage has yet again become a sponsor for this year. So RCS 10 will continue. So yeah. we want to thank them. Uh, Thanks for you guys for listening to it and yeah. uh, using it. Yeah. <laughs> so use your RCS. Use your RCS 10 codes for 10% off of Griot's Garage. Uh, I have, I'm in the process of making the detail gear list. I'm going to work with Griot's on that because that, I, I want it from the experts, obviously. So I don't have as much experience. It will work with that. Guy. Yeah, we'll go talk to Guy. If, about if you're ever down at, at Griot's, he's not, and he has, he does take some days off, but he's the, the store manager there and he is the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Ha! Pun intended. Um, but he is also a person that will sit down and, and ask you the right questions about what you want to do with your tools. And he's not going to sell you something that you don't need. So, yeah. And yeah. Griot's has a lot of tools in stock. And yes, our RCS 10 code works for everything on the Griot site. <laughs> yeah. We just got like brand new orbiting buffeters, uh, small and large. So from them. So yeah. 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 There you go. All right. Well, for this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>